Blog Talk Radio. Are y'all ready for the fire talk? Slow down on the biz and uplift the dialogue. Oh, yeah. Listen right along. This is straight off the press. The remix fresh with no prior song. Oh. Supplying y'all with the certified thoughtful. Yeah. To get the piece to the piece, it's time to call blows. Yeah. The raspberry wings is fragrant, and flavorful. Insatiable eardrums taste the radio. Here can't be beat the flash you need. Better leave all your doors and all have the week. What? Positive or motivational facts to see successful guests. Promote a self masturbate. Blogtalkradio.com slash the remix. Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Support the sister with a great reason I must insist Don't miss it this evening Peace man
Peace and greetings, everyone. I want to say welcome, 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 welcome to the remix. I am your host, of course, Miss Blue, and uh, you are live on Planet Remix. Peace and greetings to everyone out there. So glad you guys are joining me here live in the forum tonight. Welcome to the remix. I am your host, Miss Blue, the Oracle, and uh, you are live on Planet Remix. Peace and greetings to everyone out there. We're going to get ready to get into the share tonight. I see you guys getting yourselves all situated as we get ready to get into the share tonight. And I definitely want to welcome you uh, to come on over and join me. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can actually come over and join me in the forum. So I want to give out those instructions and let you know how to come on over If you're out there listening, and no matter where you're listening from, uh, and no matter how you're listening, uh, you can definitely join us. You can get on the phone lines. We would love to have you here. Uh, The call-in number, 646-652-2711, is the number to call. If you are calling outside of the U.S., then you will need to dial the U.S. country code and then dial 646-652-2711. And that will get you locked in. Now, if you are a international caller, uh, there's a couple of ways to call in as well. 646-652-2711, first dial the U.S. country code. But you can also come on over and you can join us in chat. That's a beautiful way for you to actually join us also. So let me give you those cosmic directions, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the remix, all one word. Uh, And that will get you into the chat. If you're a guest and you're joining us for the very first time, let me be the first to say, welcome. Welcome to Planet Remix. And uh, all you have to do is scroll down to the bottom, click the link that says sign up, tell us who you are. And just like that, you can be in chat with the rest of the Remix family. They are sure to make you feel welcome and right at home. Wow. Wow, you guys, lots of, lots of energy flowing out there in the atmosphere, and rightfully so, on this beautiful, beautiful good morning, good night, good evening, uh, depending on where you are in the world. We have entered into the energy of the summer solstice, and uh, so many beautiful things for us that is experiencing that, and other parts of the world is actually experiencing Um, sort of the other side of that. Uh, So wherever you are and whatever solstice you're in, we just definitely want to welcome you and welcome this energy. So tonight we have a few things that we're going to be covering here. I will be doing some readings tonight. Tonight um, we're going to be talking about Queen Marie Laveau. The ancestors speak. And so Marie Laveau has some words for all of us out here listening, and I will be sharing those with you here tonight. And it is such an honor and a pleasure uh, to be doing that as well uh, also. But we're going to give some shots out. 
because that's what we do. And then a little later on, do some international shots out here on Planet Remix, which, um, yeah, that's going to be special as well. Uh, Get those international shots out to all of our international family around the globe and around the world uh, that is listening. So, yeah, <laughs> want to welcome you all here. Don't forget that tonight share as well as all of Planet Remix is available for you uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, all you have to do is download, download, download. And it's a couple of ways you can do that. You can get on over to the iTunes market and you can search for the remix with Miss Blue and you will see the iTunes app there. Subscribe because this is the way that we spread cosmic love throughout the universe uh, when you subscribe and um, leave some love bits over there, uh, you know, about maybe one of your favorite shows or something you took away from the show or something you learned or what you enjoyed about the remix. Share that over there. We love it when you share that. Subscribe on iTunes. And for those of you who have Android devices or you're on Android, the Android market, uh, you can go there and you can download the Android app as well. Yes, you can do that. And uh, you can stay connected to all things here on Planet Remix. And you can always come over here. And uh, you can definitely uh, be able to connect with that as well. So peace and greetings to all of you that is here. Uh, I want to welcome you guys joining me in the forum tonight. And uh, just so glad to have you guys here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to give some international shots out uh, as we begin to get into the energy, you know, what is celebrated all throughout the world for those of us connected to that very magical energy. You know, we just finished the workshop, myself and Brother Bilal, the ancient art of black magic. And, uh, you know, and what a perfect time now that we're in this particular energy here, because on June the 24th, which is today, is really sort of the day that kicks off the celebration of Voodoo and Voodoo, of just really kind of paying homage to all of this energy. You know, it is one of those things, um, one of those things that... um, just is just opening up this amazing ancient energy that we're also connected to. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, just want to make sure to just send that special shout out. And uh, as we begin to start talking about some things here tonight, um, hmm, we're going to be listening to some music. Yes, we're going to do that because <laughs> that's always great. And I love doing that as well. Uh, so um, mm-hmm, getting myself together here. Bear with me, you guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, so we'll be doing that as well. And um, just want to give some big shouts out as we get ready to get started. First shout out definitely goes to Esther, the other host here on Planet Remix. Want to give a big shout out to Esther, Patches, and Magellan. And just the whole crew out there holding it down. Uh, much love out to Brother Bilal. Uh, you know, big part of Planet Remix, self-invested, all things that we do here. Uh, and the whole crew and everyone for Brother Bilal. He does those amazing soul alignment readings and soul cycle calendars that so many of you have had and still in line to receive. So sending love out to him as well. I'm sure he's listening in. And uh, also big, big shout out to Sister Manya, Baby Nanai, and the whole crew uh, listening in as well. Sending love out to her and the whole family that way uh, as they continue to listen in as well. Brother Dietrich and the Perfect Union Wealth Center. And... Um, the Perfect Union Well Center and everyone out there with the Perfect Union uh, sending love, so much love out to them and Brother Dietrich and Brother Johnny and the Perfect Union Well Center sending them love uh, as well. And then also sending out love to all of you, whether you've been listening with the remix for a very long time, uh, you're new to listening to the remix family, uh, or you're joining us again here, we welcome you welcome you here wherever you are and wherever you're listening from. Gotta do this. Wanna ring the bell. And and much love out to self-invested and to everyone who is self-invested. We have been putting in the work in a very big way and self-invested. By the way, we will be doing enrollment soon again for self-invested. And uh, I want you guys to know uh, this season of self-invested, super amazing every session every week that we get together and we will be getting together tomorrow all the subjects we're covering the learning that is going on the magic uh, that is being shared in self-invested so want to send love out to the self-invested family out there uh, for joining and being a part of self-invested we have the new session of self-invested that's going to be coming up so if you're interested in finding out more just Drop me an email, question, Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N, the number four, blue, at gmail.com. And let me know that you're interested in finding out about Self-Invested. And once we start putting that information together for the new session, we will have you there to send when open enrollment is coming upon us. So wanted to kind of start putting that out there to let you guys know. Yes, yes, yes. So, wow. Esther? <laughs> I was just hoping hey, that was you. That's all. I was just hoping that was you. It's a lot going on. It's a whole lot going on. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay, just checking. Got to check. Got to check. It's a lot uh, of the ancestors wanting to speak right now. And, of course, Marie Laveau is here, and we will be speaking with Marie Laveau. She has a very, very um, loving message to send out to all of us here. But um, 
you know, all y'all other ancestors is all lining themselves up. I guess they seem to call and they just all showing up. I feel a little like, you know, kind of give me 50 feet. Can y'all back up off a sister for a moment? <laughs> it's crazy down here. Oh, but I that's love funny. It. Hey, mm-hmm. y'all. <laughs> I was just checking. Yeah, <laughs> it's me. It's me, Patrick and Michelle, and we we good. Hey, that's what's that. That's what's that. That's what's that. All right. Well, we're going to be doing some international shots out, which is always so cool to do, and especially tonight because one of the things I want to say on an earlier show, and I know you remember this, Esther. We were talking about this. Brother Bilal was telling you guys to pay attention to lightning and um, because that was going to be something in the atmosphere. And we know the story, the show that we did about lightning and understanding about lightning, but we do want to take a moment to pause for our brothers and sisters who lost their lives in India, where over 50 people were killed by lightning that there were lightning strikes going on. So we want to send our Ashe out to them and, and blessings to them and their family as they continue on their journey. And to all those across the country, you know, this is some really, it's some really interesting times that we have going on here. We really have a mixture of two worlds happening at once. And uh, that's some of the things that we'll be talking about. But we want to send our blessings and our loves all across the globe to all of our family everywhere. Uh, The member of the parliament, the keyboard player, um, the brother Bernie, who just made his transition uh, tonight. We want to send an ashe out to him. Um, He was with the group parliament. uh, And uh, we want to send our blessings in Ashe to him as well, too. Uh, an, another musical genius um, who we've been so blessed. Uh, he was a part of Parliament Funkadelic. And uh, those of you who are familiar with the music, the keyboard, uh, his name was Bernie, last name W-O-R-R-E-L-L. Uh, he was 72 years old. And... Um, we definitely want to send a blessing and an ashe to our Parliament Funkadelic family and um, out to all of those. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, yeah. 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 Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another news. want to say this. Only because football season is coming up. And a message to the, to the brothers. I'm glad football season is coming up. Now, there was news of the brother. He used to play for the Vikings. I'm going to get his name here in just a moment. But he actually pulled the gun out on his wife and threatened to kill her, right? Because she was talking junk about the NFL. You see. Um, <laughs> now, I know what y'all are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get his name. And some of you may know he used to play for the Trev- Trevaris Jackson. Okay. 
he he used to play for the Seahawks, right? He was the quarterback for the Seahawks, he, a former player. Right now he's a free agent and probably will stay free for a moment. Uh, brother pulled the allegedly, let's say this, allegedly he pulled the gun out on his wife. And, you know, here's the thing. See, we as melanin women, let's just say that, with a strong melanin, we're very creative. And I'm quite sure she was kind of getting on him because he don't have a job. And she was talking junk about the NFL. He couldn't take it anymore. He pulled out the gun and told her he was going to kill her. And even in the midst of a gun, looking her dead in her face, you know what this is to tell him, Esther? (laughs) She told him, well, let's hope that you shoot and you, you hit me because that'll be better than any of your NFL career records of your throw <laughs> records. <laughs> so needless to say, he didn't shoot her because I'm quite sure that made him snap back. But she let him know, mm-hmm. if you're going to shoot me, I mean, hopefully you hit me. Because you know oh, you ain't been yeah. able to throw the you ain't been able to really throw the ball and do what you're supposed to do you know on the field, so right. I hope it's better than your NFL record. <laughs> mm-hmm. So sad. I just I just have to throw that out there to all of our brothers oh. who are playing football. You know, let's not you know let's not get real crazy before the season get crazy. Just have to throw that little tidbit yeah. in there. Yeah, keep calm. Yeah. Keep calm. By all means. <laughs> and uh, interesting, we'll be speaking with Marie Laveau tonight because did you hear about the sister who also got arrested for beating her children because they robbed somebody's house and they arrested her? Oh. This happened in Louisiana. So some interesting things going on out there. Yeah, she she got arrested for whipping her children because she found out that they were breaking into people's homes, robbing them. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yes, very dysfunctional. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just kind of wanted to throw a tidbit in there. All right, all right. We're going to get to international <laughs> shout out. I know we're going to do it. We're going to do it, y'all. Can you uh, wait? <laughs> Esther, we forgot to celebrate. I wish I had celebration music because we can talk in here at the same time, and we haven't been able to do this with Blog Talk in a minute. Miss Blue, why you even say that? See, I wasn't even say that. Thing. I was just gonna <laughs> let that go because I was like, you know, <laughs> it's a magical ass night already. So I'm just gonna let that. Go. Yeah, I, let's not celebrate yet. Okay, let's just. <laughs> Let's just hold on Because I was like oh this is great We can both hear It's clear Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It is very early In the night That's all I'm going to (laughs) say That's true That's true. Let me not get beside myself Because right now what's happening Is the door is being held open You know Those of you who went to the workshop Know that the door is being held open Uh We definitely got Uh that A leg bar energy Holding Uh this door open for us Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh 
Let me be quiet. Oh, that is too funny. Too funny. Well, we want to send much love out to all of our international family listening live and checking in tonight. <laughs> we have uh, Thailand is in the house tonight. We have Switzerland checking in. We got South Korea listening live. Uh, the Dominican Republic. Much love to our fam out there. Uh, Ethiopia is checking in. Cameroon is in the house. Uh, Denmark is representing. Uh, Zambia is checking in tonight. Uh, Serbia is here. Guyana is here. Malaysia is mm-hmm. representing. Suriname is checking in. Uh, China is in the house tonight. Pakistan is here. Sweden is here. Uganda is in the house. Indonesia is representing. Uh, the Ivory Coast is checking in. Puerto Rico always representing. Much love to our fam there. Uh, the Sudan is checking in. Spain is representing. Peru is in the house. Uh, Saudi Arabia is checking in. Greece is here. The Bahamas always representing. Tunisia is in the house. Austria is here. Bermuda is here. Uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines is checking in. Okay. New Zealand is checking in. Egypt is in the house. Mexico always representing. Uh, Turkey's in the house. Brazil is here. The United Arab Emirates. Much love out to our family in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago always representing. Italy's in the house. Bangladesh is here. France is here. Barbados is here. Uh, Germany is here. India is here. Much love again out to our fam in India. The Philippines are here. Australia's in the house. Uh, Nigeria's checking in. Ghana mm. is in the house. Kenya wow. is here. Uh, South Africa is here. The Netherlands and Amsterdam always representing. Um, Japan is here. Jamaica, Wagwan to all our fam in Jamaica. <laughs> uh, Vietnam is here.
what she's doing. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and for very special reason why her energy has come up tonight. Um, always love when Esther sits in. I know she's right there. Definitely feels good uh, to have her presence here. Much shout yes, out. Yes, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Much shout out to all the priestess out there. And uh, tonight we will be talking about another priestess who will be here, Queen Marie Laveau. So we're going to listen to a little bit of Baby Blue because that's what we do, right? And uh, then we're going to play some music. And uh, if they'll let me get to it. See, I didn't spoke too quick. Yeah, I think I spoke too quick. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, nope, I can't go for that. Oh, there we go. Thought we were going to have a Hall of Notes moment. No can do. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it, it won't let me. Um, can you play Baby Blue for me, Esther? I can absolutely do that. Yeah, yes. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I shouldn't have said nothing. You're right. I shouldn't have said nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh. mm, mm, mm. La, 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 the Hey, this is Baby Blue. And remember, if nothing else moves you, life will. Okay. Um, so, and I probably will have you play this song, but I kind of want to set the song up before um, we get ready to play the song. And um, tonight, I really have been feeling sort of this energy for a while, and particularly before the workshop and then once we had the workshop. And so tonight um, it was really kind of put upon my heart earlier this week to do, I don't want to really call it a tribute, but I guess it will be an honor, a tribute of the energy of Marie Laveau. And you guys know how I love speaking with the ancestors it is one of those things that have been instilled upon me. And anytime I get a chance to interact with my own ancestors or be able to bring a message through for one of your ancestors, it's an honor. It, it really, truly is. And um, one that I'm grateful for to be able to do. And so when I was thinking about the music, that would really encompass everything that Marie had really pressed upon me to share that we'll be talking about tonight. Some by which the way, and me and Esther talked about this before the show, I have no idea what those things will be. But I know that this message is all about what I'm about, what this whole soul group is about, what all of you who come here is about, and that is about love. It's truly about connecting with that soul level of love. And us being the powerful soul group that we are here on the planet, whether we're sharing that love with ourselves first and foremost, or we're sharing it with our family, 
or even if we're sharing love to someone who may live on the other side of the world that we've never met, but we hear their stories, we feel their spirit, we can sort of connect with their energy of what they're going through and send our love. But it's really about the love of people. And this was one of the main things that Queen Marie Laveau wanted me to convey at this time is that she was really sort of that priestess that was about love, love for her people and love for all people. And so I started to look around for music that kind of could encompass what it was. And I thought about the very first time, which was several years ago, and it may have been longer than that for you guys. But for me, this was several years ago when I first encountered the spirit of the Queen Marie Livo. And this is how I felt. And these were some of the words she spoke to me. And while on YouTube, and everybody knows that's close to me, know how this song process goes for us here. Music is a very instrumental part of the magic that happens here on Planet Remix. I went instantly to this song had not really ever heard of this particular artist and wasn't really familiar with the song. But I knew Marie had led me directly here. So this is the message that she sends out to all of us here. And so this is her message for all of you uh, from Queen Marie Laveau.
Ah, uh, yes. That's I Believe in You by Sky. Uh, actually, both of the music selections we heard this evening um, is by an artist named Sky. So check her out. Uh, she's on YouTube, I'm sure, and iTunes and all that other great, some beautiful music there. Um, so, yeah, Ancestors Speak. Mm, Marie Laveau is who we're going to be talking about tonight. And I want to start out because some of you may be new to this, may be your very first time listening in. I already... Um, I already know that um, that there are so many um, of you out there that um, there are so many of you guys out there that are new listening for the very first time and being able to come in. I, I want to kind of give you some background, but it's always good to do your research. We encourage that and um, for you to do some research and be able to see, you know, uh, gather your own uh, expression of Marie Laveau. So let's talk about her. Let's start from the beginning. So Marie Laveau, lots of mysteries surround her story. Um, you may be familiar with what they say about her at this particular time, uh, that she was the queen of voodoo or voodoo, as you know, uh, in the city of New Orleans in Louisiana, and known as the queen of voodoo, the priestess of voodoo, as what we've come to know it here. And this story goes all the way back uh, to the 1700s is where sort of a lot of this energy came in. When there were slaves being brought, there were uh, individuals coming from different islands and from different places, different continents, from Africa, from all over the world. So we'll start our story sort of somewhat there to give you some background on Marie Laveau. Now, there's a lot of discrepancy about when Marie Laveau was born. And, you know, that was one of the questions I asked her, because some say she was born in the 1800s. And there's other accounts that says that she was born in the 1700s. And so I asked her, Marie, so when actually was your birth? And why the mystery around your birth? And, you know, why is there such so many discrepancies out there about your birthday? And for those of you who watch a lot of television or maybe don't, uh, what is it called? American Horror Stories, Angela Bassett uh, played Marie Laveau on that particular series. That's there. Many movies have been done. Books have been written about her. And all kinds of things. Well, she explained to me that the reason of the discrepancies of her birth uh, was because of a couple of things that was happening. And one of the things was where she was born, because she was born uh, at a time when there was a lot of things happening. There was a major revolution going on in Haiti. 
And because of this revolution that was happening in Haiti, it really triggered all kinds of hot spots all over the world. And so this is why it's so important that we do be our brothers and sisters keepers about what is happening all over the world, because something that's going on in a country, maybe 20, 30,000 miles away from you can also have a effect about what's happening here in your space, in your life. And so we are always looking to signs and symbols around the world uh, that is helping us navigate and guide ourselves as we continue to grow up on planet earth. So, you know, in, one of the ways you can take a look at that is it's about the butterfly effects theory, how a butterfly flapping its wings here can actually create a tsunami that's going on thousands of miles away. And so to me, what I take from that other than the scientific theory of the butterfly effect is the fact that energy and thoughts are real and they do travel. And so the things that we are putting out into the atmosphere is not only impacting our own world in our lives, but it's also contributing to the collective consciousness of every living, breathing thing on the planet. And Marie Laveau understood this at a very early age. And so while the revolution was happening and going on in Haiti, she was in the process of being born. But I want to kind of jump in here a little bit. I'm not going to make it so woo-woo for you guys, but I I know you want to know this story. And it's important because she wants her story to be told. And the truth is that she reincarnated back to the planet very fast. In fact, leaving the continent of Haiti and coming back to New Orleans and still continuing to be a service to her people. And so when she was born, shortly after she was born, a year or two after she was born, where her birth records were being kept, it, the place was set on fire. There were some great fires that happened in New Orleans that burnt down some very um, historical landmarks. And one of those was a Catholic, um, a Catholic church. And that particular church is where a lot of her records were held. So that's one of the major things to be able to understand about why there was such this conspiracy about this. The message that she's bringing at this time is really about what she was about in her time. And that was truly service of her people. And so you read all of these books and you hear all these stories about her casting spells on people and manipulating the system and, you know, how she was really sort of blackmailing people uh, with black magic or with voodoo or voodoo. And that was so far from the truth. 
the truth of the matter is, is that Marie Laveau realized that she had the ability that many of us now know in this time that sometimes I think we take for granted. We take for granted about our intuition. We take for granted the fact that we have dreams and in our dreams we can see things or things are happening to us. We take for granted that we can feel energy and we use these things in very trivial way. Well, she understood that the magic and the power was with the people, people in our everyday lives. She was one of the first, I must say, in her time that recognized that there was no separation from the mundane world and the spiritual world because Marie Laveau brought them both together. In fact, that was one of her main goals, and that's where she thrived. So while the priest in the Catholic Church were helping people prepare for their lives after they left this world. Marie was helping people prepare for their spiritual world while still in this world. So, in fact, she was more about helping people live. She came equipped with a lot of skills. One She believed in being in contact with nature. In fact, she would talk to the plants. She would talk to the trees and the flowers. She would be able to speak to the animals and even the insects. And she would get her answer about what particular herb was good. She told me about a time when she was walking through the courtyard of the Catholic Church where she once stayed and she remembered walking by a plant and the plant called her and told her to have a seat. The plant began to speak to her and let her know what medicinal usage it had and how she can begin to use this to help to heal people when they were sick. See, during that particular time, there was a great divide that was happening all across America. And particularly, this was happening right in Louisiana and New Orleans. And so you had some individuals who were African-American, who were freed slaves, and some who were still slaves. And then you also had the divide between those who were Creole mixed with French because of the French invasion. You had those who were also mulatto mixed as well. And so there was a lot of separation and a lot of energy going on. And Marie understood this. She understood that the makeup of everything that was going on, that she was a part of that. And she did her very best to connect herself with all of the people. To really begin to show them that they did not have to wait until they died and went to heaven. That they could have a good life here. 
and that things that went on in their everyday life mattered. She was a spiritual counselor. She's telling me this now. I was a spiritual counselor. Very psychic. And was able to see things. See things that were near and see things that were far. And to see them very clear. She was a healer. A powerful healer. She remembers the first time that she was able to heal a woman who was very, very sick. But this woman was a slave. And they were calling around, trying to find a doctor, doing everything that they could to save this woman's life. Marie Laveau came over, put some things on the fire, dropped some herbs in it, went and gathered a chicken, put some of the chicken blood inside of it. She went in the woods and she got some nuts and some berries. She threw them in the pot, mixed them all together, and began to wipe the woman down and then told her to drink it. Suddenly, this woman was able to rise up and she was better. There were many cases of these things that were happening. And it was a combination of all kinds of things that was coming to her. By the time she was 25 years old, she was already married. And when her husband was gone, she considered herself to be a widow because she truly mourned the loss of the man she loved. And she decided at that point that she would begin to dedicate herself, no more hiding, that she was going to be who she was. And if people did not accept that, then that was going to be their problem. And that's one of the messages that she sends to all of us today, is that we have to start understanding who we are and this very, very unhealthy conversation that we are having with ourselves. We have to let that go and stand in our own true light and be who we are without worrying about who accepts it and who doesn't, who likes it and who doesn't, who agrees with it, and who doesn't. And at that particular time in Marie's life, even though by some accounts she was still very young, she realized that she would hide no more. And it was time for her to merge her worlds, her spiritual one, and what was once called the mundane life because she understood that it was all one and the same. She loved doing hair. She would often play in her hair. She would play in her sister's hair, her family member's hair, her friend's hair. And so 
she became a hairstylist. I think that's what y'all like to be called now, a hairstylist. I'd like to think of you as high priestess myself because the work that you ladies can do and brothers with hair, (laughs) that's magic in itself. And so I don't have to tell any hairstylist about the magic that happens once you begin to get into someone's hair. Because we know the hair is the antennas to the crown chakra, to the energetic body, to the essence of the spirit and the soul of the person that you're before. So here we have a very young Marie Laveau, and she's doing hair, a beautician, yes. She already has the energy of a healer. And she knows this very well. And now she's touching your hair. So she's able to do some things with your hair. That is magical. Coupled by the other things that was going on with her. So word got around in town about, hey, there's this chick. Her name is Marie. And oh my goodness. I don't care if you're black, white, mulatto, Creole. I don't care what you are, African. When she touches your hair, magic happens. And so everyone wanted to sit in the chair of the high priestess. Now, Storybook will tell you that this was a place of gossip, that this was a place where people would just start to spill their guts and just start to talk. And Marie would take account of what they were saying and write these things down and then later go back and use it against them. That's not at all what happened. This was where Marie held her sessions. So when people were sitting in her chair... They also were not just coming to get their hair done, but they were coming to seek the guidance of the high priestess. It was a reading. It was a session that they were getting. And how beautiful to get a session and get your hair done at the same time. It doesn't get any more magical (laughs) than that. So this is why they were coming. And Marie would give them spiritual counseling, not her personal opinion. She was giving them spiritual counseling. And so word got around. Word got around, not just from the women, but to the men. And they became intrigued. Storybook will tell you that everything that Marie Laveau did did was about people cheating on people, getting rid of people who loved them, and, you know, getting back at somebody who hurt you. That's not at all what it was about. Did those situations happen? Of course it did. Because Marie Laveau realized that there was no separation between your spiritual life and your everyday life. And if somehow you were at home and you were troubled by your relationship, that this ultimately is troubling your spirit. 
and she offered solutions. And she offered solutions in a way that they hadn't experienced. But this was the way of our ancestors coming out of ancient Haiti and Africa and other parts of the world had known for a very long time. Marie was able to channel this energy and she was able to give it to them so that they could go use things that kitchen so that they could go find things that would be outside in nature so that they could go to the grocery store and get the things that they need so that they could use things that was of the land and of the people because she recognized the energy that all of these things held inside of them. This is the nature of voodoo, of voodoo. And so when we hear the stories that Marie Laveau was a devout Catholic, this is true. And for those of you who were in the workshop with myself and Brother Bilal, you know the thing that we revealed to you is that voodoo does not care what religion you are. You can be whatever you need to be. Catholic, Baptist, Jewish, Muslim, atheist. It doesn't matter. It is not a system of a religion as many of us have been taught. That's not what it's about at all. Seven day of Venice, Jehovah Witness, you could be a Rasta, you could be whatever you is, whatever you are, it doesn't matter. The only thing that is required and was required is to be yourself. That is all that you bring forth with you. And so Marie Laveau would help with these things. She would help individuals to understand about energy, help them understand how to be themselves completely. So many people would come to her, and they wasn't just from New Orleans. They would come from Alabama, New York, California. They would come from all across all places, and even those who were visiting coming in from France and other parts of the world. They all wanted to capture this energy of Marie Laveau. And by the way, we posted on the Remix Radio page, a picture of Marie Lavelle, which, by the way, she laughs. That's not what she looked like at all. And so they try to take her into this European-looking woman. That's not what she looks like at all. Marie Lavelle was a very tall woman, very tall, a very, as they say, statuous woman. In modern-day terms, very thick, sister, (laughs) thick in all the right places. 
and she was very tall. And there was no question whether or not she was from the African diaspora. Very beautiful. Very wise. Very wise. (laughs) So now, you got to know that this sister had these amazing hips. And she tells me, Miss Blue, my hips. (laughs) She said, boy, sisters ain't got nothing on me this day. My hips. Marie Laveau had 15 children. Sister girl, handling her business. And many of us can't have two kids. And try to maintain a family, work, and have a business, and try to educate ourselves, and follow our dreams, and we 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 overwhelmed. She was getting it in, in a very big way. But she was truly, truly about service and helping, helping people understand who they were, who they really, really were. So everything that she did, she did it out of service. And she was the Mayat of her day. And so when there were laws on the books that said that if you were a person of color, if you were a nigga, that you didn't have certain rights, Marie Laveau used this ancient wisdom to bring the balance to what was happening in New Orleans and across the Americas at that time. And people feared her because they recognized that with her wisdom, with her knowledge, And with her spiritual system, they could override anything that was happening and that they were doing. So she earned the respect of the people, and that's how she did it. But if you read the history books, they will tell you that she was casting spells based on people paying her, and that's not at all what she was doing. But she was bringing the balance. Marie Laveau single-handedly and with the help of the ancestors was able to stop public um, what do you call it Um, public assassinations So when they would take someone of African-American, take them to the center of town, hang them and kill them, oh, these things stopped when Marie Laveau came on board. Because like I said, she had that Mayotte energy and she brought the balance. 
and they started to fear doing certain things to African-Americans and our ancestors, the Native American Indians, because they knew that if they went to Marie Laveau, that they would have a great price to pay for doing it. There was even one story of when they had accused this brother of raping a white woman. And Marie Laveau came out when they were about to execute him. And she had her snake wrapped around her body. And she began to chant. And she began to sing. And she began to dance. And she began to move her body. And everyone stood still. And they just left. And then the people came out and took the young boy down. But Marie did not stop there. She went in front of the white woman's house who lied on the brother. And she began to dance. And she began to chant in the middle of the night. And the woman came running out of the house fell to her knees and bowed before Marie Laveau and asked for forgiveness. So she did not force her power on the people. They recognized her power. Her power for truth and her power for justice. But amongst all, her power of love for service of the people. So she truly was that queen that was service, service offering a service to all the people, white, black, Native American, African, it didn't matter your background. She brought the balance. So even when the church, the priest in the church were turning their backs for what they called their code, the Bible, and still allowing these atrocities to happen to African Americans and Native Americans. Marie Laveau went single-handedly up against the priest. And eventually, they bowed down and agreed to step aside and allow Marie Laveau to continue to do her very, very sacred work as a priestess. So she was a healer, a powerful member of society, helping to bring the balance. And she offered herself as service to the people. Hmm. She also, during her later years, decided that she wasn't going to do, well, I want to tell you this. She wasn't the only voodoo or voodoo person that was happening at her time. There were many others. She wasn't the only one. But there was those once she had went to the city, to the council, and petitioned them to give Congo Square 
to those of melanin people. Because this was the center. Some would say the center and one of the portals or powerful hubs on the earth to pull in ancestral powers. And Marie Laveau went and commissioned the council to allow this to be a place where those of African descent could come and practice and still openly be a part of their spiritual practice to give praise to their ancestors, connect with their energy in a way that they chose by dancing and singing and celebration and the coming together. So there were so many of the voodoo priest and priestess that wanted to be in charge of Congo Square. And Marie sat back and allowed them to all try to take their rightful place there. And then she walked in. And in the middle of Congo Square, she began to dance. She began to allow her snake to dance with her. And she put the snake down and the snake began to dance. And those that were there said that their rhythm was almost in sync in unison together. And that's when all the other priestess knew that the head priestess on Congo Square was Marie Laveau. And she took her rightful place there. And she took it with gratitude. And she took it with love. And she continued to do her work. Despite the trials and tribulations and things that she had encountered in her own life, she continued to press forward. And when it was her time, when she was well up in age, she decided to change her work and to take it in another direction. And she took on the energy, if we could say, the energy of the goddess Aset. And she began to work with those who were incarcerated. Those who were doomed. And she began to teach these principles, these things she had learned about her life and to give them hope where there was no hope. So she would go around and she would visit the prisoners, not just in New Orleans, in Louisiana, but she went to Alabama. She went to other states. She went all over the place. And meanwhile, while she was doing this, her daughter had what's called an opening because she favored her mother so much. It wasn't a path that she wanted to take, but it sort of kind of began to consume her. 
and she began to do the work publicly that her mother was doing, but it was almost kind of like a decor. So they were focused on her daughter, who looked so much like her. And Marie was able to continue her work going around. And even in some cases, she were freeing uh, some of the brothers and even sisters who were incarcerated. She was able to free them from prison. And she spent much of her work doing that. So she leaves these three messages with us today. And I know she has more. And by the way, she has a big sense of humor. But the first one was, we must begin to have healthier thoughts about ourselves. Too many times it's easy for people to come along, Marie says, and knock us off our square. Too many times it's easy for people to come and to take you out of who you are. Because these are thoughts that you've already been having about yourself. And so we have to begin to hold a healthy thought pattern of who we are and understand that in a holistic way, not a separation way. You can't be great on Sunday and shit on Monday. It doesn't work that way. So either you're going to stand in your light and stand in your greatness or you're not. So this is about minding your thoughts of yourself. Number two. And this one, she says, is very critical. We really need to begin to examine about what we believe and think about other people. Too many times we give our power away. We give our power away because we believe that other people can determine our happiness of who we are, what we become, what we do, and what we be. And that somehow because somebody else thinks something of us, that that makes it law. It ultimately takes away our ability to make good decisions for ourselves. We have to really start to think about what we really believe about other people and how we see that. And are we giving our power away? And it can be something as simple as somebody telling you. It's time for you to go to work or they change your work schedule. They mix up your work hours. And suddenly your perception now becomes, I have to work late. You don't have to work late. That is your choice. Don't give your power away so easily. And throughout history, We have done this as a people 
over and over and over again. We keep giving our power away. We will give our power away to someone who flicks us off at the bus stop. We will give our power away to someone who's having a bad day in the grocery store. We will give our power away to someone we know who don't like us and say something to us. So keep your power. And the third thing, and we're being bombarded by this through the media, through social media, and through things that are happening. We must begin to examine what we think about the world. What we ultimately think about the world we live in. Because the truth of the matter is, the world does not owe you anything. And we sometimes approach it as though the world owes us something. And if we continue to do good work, the world will give us back good work. And that's not true. The world can sometimes be a very un fair place if we allow it. Life is not fair, but the world can be what we make it. But if we make it a place that we feel owes us something, you will never get anything. So we must examine what we think about the world. It doesn't owe you anything. And those are the three messages from Queen Marie Laveau. Keep healthy thoughts about yourself. Examine what you believe about other people. Examine it, whether it be that you somehow feel that their life is impacting yours or you feel somehow that you're impacting theirs. It goes both ways. And thoughts of jealousy, envy, hatefulness, resentfulness, all of these things is giving your power away. And then we must, we must, Examine what we really think about the world. 
and stop living from a place where we feel life owes us something because it does not. Your world is what you make it. So stop living in another world and come into your world. They say in Voodoo that 10 is a very unlucky number. And Marie laughs at that. She said 10 is a powerful number. She was born on the 10th day. So she truly is one of our great saints. She's one of our spirit guides that we can begin to reach out and we can begin to ask for assistance and help with. She's not one to fear. She's here for the love of the people. And you guys know how I feel about that. The only thing that's real is love. So that's the message from our dear queen. (laughs) Our dear queen. Queen Marie Laveau. Ashe. And she definitely is still with us. So I wanted to share that message with you guys and um, super excited about that. And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited now to get on the phone lines to hear from you and see what you guys got going on. 646-652-2711 is the number to call. Press 1 once you get on the phone lines. Um, yeah, press one once you get on the phone line. Tell us who you are and uh, where you're calling from. Yeah, tell us who you are and where you're calling from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's go to the phone lines. I'm going to kind of jump around here, you guys. So definitely be ready. Let's go to 9548. 9548, you're live on Planet Remix. Hi, Miss. Hello? Yes, hello. Greetings. Uh, this, this is Frenda calling from Los Angeles. How was I the first one tonight? <laughs> I, 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 you know, I didn't even focus and see it was your number. I just went to where spirit led me, and it was you, Frenda. Self-invested in all. It was you. Self-invested in the house. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, thank you, because I was sitting here um, – listening to everything and taking everything in. And that's really cool. Cause that, that totally helps to pull a lot together too, with the, with the uh, voodoo rush, uh, workshop that a lot of us took together with you and brother Bilal. And thank you guys again for that. Cause that was, that was way off the chain. So I'm still, <laughs> I'm still on a high from that one. And Esther, yes. I'm sorry. Hi, Esther. Yeah, Esther is still there. I'm sure she's still there. She's probably doing something, but she's still there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Um, my question um, for you, because uh, again, you were you you were saying that uh, the 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 uh, voodoo festival or celebration kind of kicks off today. Um, I have to say, two days after we did the voodoo workshop, um, that was probably the most ungrounded I've probably been in my entire <laughs> my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, and I felt it at I felt it really bad at work. Like I felt really, I, it was it was insane. I, my ear was killing me. I I my balance was off. I was like stumbling down the hallway. It was hard for me to concentrate. And even with me working, and I needed to be precise. It was like I had to kind of take a deep breath and just really focus harder than I normally have because I was so uncentered. And I felt mm-hmm. and it made me feel like not good. I I I grabbed another an extra crystal the next day um one that you had recommended before to ground me which made me feel much better so my question i guess is is since this energy of the summer solstice and now we have the whole thing with voodoo and i know me taking the voodoo uh workshop because i was doing a a lot of magic uh the day after uh that (laughs) the day yeah the day yeah i was i went to the grocery i was all over the place (laughs) we sent you guys a a nice big package. And so a lot of people have been telling me that uh, yeah. that was one of the things that they were um, doing too, is like getting into mm-hmm. all of the, the, the kit, mm-hmm. you know, the magical toolkit and everything. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I guess one, um, I'm assuming because I kind of engulfed myself in a lot of that, is that why I was uncentered? And then I want to ask you, was there a message from, and I've never asked you this, about my ancestors. Um, I had asked my mom to send me a couple pictures, and I had seen my, my, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, their pictures for the first time. I'd never seen them before. And I kind of smiled because my great-grandmother's first name is Rosa, too. <laughs> and I, uh-huh. I love that. First yeah. name is Rosa. Yeah. Yes. I, and I had never seen their pictures, and it was just, it was just amazing to actually see these very strong these very strong black women um, yeah. and my mom looks like my, my grandmother and mm-hmm. I could actually see my mom's features in my great grandmother. And it was interesting because my great grandmother, the picture was really old, but the, the eyes yeah. looked really crazy. I was like, mom, does great grandmama Rosa have light eyes? She's like, she had gray eyes. And I was like, wow, didn't know mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm this old. And I <laughs> like, I knew nothing about, <laughs> I knew nothing really about my ancestors. So um, yeah, so that's my question for you. Does, does any of my ancestors want to step forward um, to say anything to me? And I'm assuming that everything that everyone's probably feeling that's exacerbated has to do with the summer solstice, the whole voodoo celebration, because these, these last couple days, like I said, it's probably been the most ungrounded that I know that I've been. I don't know about other people. I'm sure they felt kind of flighty. It's, it's good and a little mm-hmm. unsettling all at the same time because it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. I'm going to be quiet mm-hmm. now because you can tell I got a lot of energy right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Sorry. always that's okay. That's always a beautiful thing. But what I was going to tell you is what you're experiencing. Of course, when the summer solstice comes around, you know that that can cause some energy. But really, what's going on is a big part of it is um, you are experiencing an opening, much like Marie's daughter, an uh, opening. And so whenever we come in contact with our ancestors, for one, we're doing work uh, to really connect ourselves, ground ourselves, um, you know, with our family lineage. 
you know, that's going to pull a whole lot of energy to us, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's pulling that energy in um, a very, very powerful kind of way for you. And so that opening is really sort of your ancient DNA, sort of kind of more of that, of your bloodline, your physical bloodline, sort of kind of coming into play for you. And interesting enough, Marie is holding up an ace. And one of the things she liked to work with was just regular playing cards. And the Mm -hmm. ace is about, really, it's about home. Uh, It's about prosperity. It's about wealth. And it's also about understanding. And so, you know, this is, is, is really about this. It's about really sort of, um, <laughs> it's really about this connection with your family sort of kind of lineage and being able to connect with that energy coming, you know, into, into the family. You know, so you helping to bring sort of this whole energy of the family online, this whole energy of, um, you know, being able to awaken this energy inside of you. So I wouldn't be surprised if you also experience um, some dreams, Um, you know, maybe have watch your dreams over the next couple of weeks, because these will be some things that are uh, really, really impacted um, by that as well. Interesting enough, um, one of your ancestors who's stepping forward is actually a very, very dark, tall man. Hmm. Very, very dark, tall man. And this particular man is related to your great grandmother. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess, Mom, because I I know, like I said, me, me even just seeing their pictures for the first time, and my sister and I were talking about that. I was like, Gosh, if something happened to Mom, like, what could we say about like our like we don't know a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think my mom was kind of happy when I had asked her for the photos and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and. We were talking mm-hmm. about it. It's like I knew my great-great-grandmother, uh, mm-hmm. Lena, Grandma Lena, she helped to raise us briefly before she passed away. So I remember her and my older sister does. But mm-hmm. my my great-grandmother never knew her. She passed away early. And then my grandmother died having my mother's younger sister, so I never got to meet her. Mm-hmm. So it, it was um, – I know <laughs> – I know probably more about my dad's side because they grew up around us than my mother's side. So right. I'll have to ask my mom about a tall, dark man that was related to, to yeah. Grandma Rosa. Well, he's definitely uh, connected to your family and connected to your family in the way um, more of a protecting figure uh, to the family. Uh, very hard worker. Uh, and very affectionate. And uh, he's just excited that some of the missing pieces of the family is coming together. Uh, but definitely, he's very peaceful. Uh, uh, some of the terms that some of the family members may remember or the stories of him is he was like the gentle giant, you know. Uh, but um, very hard worker and owned a lot of land. Uh, So I even see that this part of the family, he owned a lot of land. 
And so someone will be able to tell you about him and uh, the things that he um, that he did. But he's the one standing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Miss Blue, as always. <laughs> Wonderful to You're hear welcome. your voice. <laughs> oh, it's always good to hear from you, too. And uh, we're kind of clear on the airways tonight, which is always beautiful. So uh, yeah, good you. to hear from you, too, friend. Uh, peace and love. Hold the line. Peace and love. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Let's go to 8434. 8434, you're live on Planet Remix. Hello? Hello. Greetings. Who's on the line, please? Hey, Blue. This is Nikiva. Hi, Nikiva. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I am great. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Have a little bit of troubles, but it's okay though. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little bit of troubles, but I don't. I want to know if I have any ancestors around me, and if they have anything they want to tell me right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely do have some ancestors that is around you. First of all, let's say this, so we can get this question out the way. Um, all everybody has ancestors around them. Is there somebody in particular? Uh, that you would like to uh, connect with? Mm, I would say my uh, grandmother, my mother's mother, because mm-hmm. I um I never really met her, but I do have a picture of her on my wall, and mm-hmm. I know that uh, one time well, you told me that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and say it. One time. <laughs> One time you told me there's a female spirit living in my mom's house, and I just kind of just think it's her. Mm-hmm. Well, she's definitely there. I was just going to say, you know how I don't want you to tell me everything, because then I don't get to tell you anything. I would see what's coming yeah. through. But let's see. Um, uh Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so here's the the message um, that she's telling me, and she's kind of giving me, filling me in with a whole bunch of other stuff. So I want to say this. (laughs) Okay, so a whole bunch of other stuff. So I want to kind of tell you this. The main thing she's talking about is that she wants you that when you get angry, that it's important that you don't say nothing, you don't write nothing, and you don't do nothing when you're upset. Okay. And 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 the reason she's telling you that is because when you start having those thoughts and you put those words into motion then that's mm-hmm. going to come back to you. And that's sort of kind of coming back to you. So again, it's one of those things of what we were talking about from the message from Marie Laveau about mining your thoughts and really getting into understanding about your thoughts. So the main thing she wants to tell you is to stay in love, you know, stay in your truth and, you know, really try to look at all of your situations that you have going on with gratitude. 
your grandmother. I already told you that last time. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. yep. I kind of was guessing this, so yeah. Okay. Well, she's right. no point about that. <laughs> okay, so good. I'm glad you got that message. Hold the line, please. All right. All right. Let's go to the next caller. Calling in from area code 2037-2037. You're live on Planet Remix. Two zero three seven. Okay, we can't hear you. We'll come back to you. Two zero three seven. Let's go to four seven zero three four seven three four seven zero three. Yes, hello. Yes, hello. Greetings. Who's on the line, please? Oh my goodness, my name is Madre. Hi, um, Madre. So How are you? you? I'm good. I'm good. Just appreciating the share and just wanted to see um, which one of my ancestors had something for me. Okay. Is there someone in particular you wanted to speak to? Uh, My brother. Your brother. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Um, Let's see if this is him. Let's see what we can get here. Um, hmm. Are you 19 or was your brother 19 when he passed? No, he was uh, 30. He was 30. So what happened significantly to him when he was 19 years old? Do you remember? Or were you too young? Um, I don't remember. Okay. For some reason, 19 is coming up, um, or he's telling me 19. Um, So I don't know if that's a significant date, but I do see a young man, a brother, who is about 19 years old. Uh, One of the things that he is telling me is that he passed pretty quick. His passing happened quick. Can you relate to that? Yes, definitely. Okay, so his passing um, happened pretty quick, and he's also holding his head. Um, Tell me what happened. Did something impact his head? Um, No, his uh, a girl that he was dating um, shot and killed him. Okay, well, he must have fell back because I do see the girl, (laughs) but um, he must have fell back in his head. So I don't know what the immediate cause or what they found the cause to be, um, but um, I do see him falling back uh, and holding his head, um, holding his head. Um, One of the things that um, your brother is definitely around you. He's definitely around you. And the other thing he's telling me is who recently had a baby? Um, My cousin. Okay. So he's letting me know that he knows someone in the family recently had a baby and the baby they had, was it a boy, please? Yes. Yes. Okay. So now here's the thing. 
he's telling me that this baby, he helped bring this baby in. So let me explain to you what that means. So the baby is not him, but while the baby was on the other side, he helped to school the baby about the family. So you guys are going to notice that as this baby gets older, he's going to have a lot of mannerisms like your brother. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. He's going to have a lot of mannerisms about your brother. Uh, The other thing is that um, he's telling me right now. So let me ask you right now. Are you currently in a relationship? Yes, that I'm trying to uh, dissolve. Okay. Um, Well, your brother is saying this, and I don't know what this means. Your brother is, is saying that. There's a good man for you. So, uh, but he's saying there's a good man for you or, or, or that you're with a good man. So I don't yes. know. Okay. Yes. Your brother. Yes. He's, he's saying there. Okay. So that explains the confusion. Cause I didn't want to get into the whole thing of, uh, cause he's not saying this man, he's saying there is a good man for you. Uh, So your brother is confirming that, that there is a good man out there for you. He says that this guy that you're with has a lot of knowledge. He understands things about life, and he's much more mature than you. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Super deep. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yes. So your brother is around you. He also says um, that there's a celebration coming up. Somebody he's holding a birthday cake. So who's having a birthday coming up in the family? My son's birthday is July 4th. Okay. So he's letting me know that he's going to be at the birthday party, uh, that he is definitely there at the birthday party. Uh, The other thing is he says that he wish he could have been more of a big brother to you. Do you understand that when he says that? He wish he could have been there more for you as a big brother. Yes, definitely. Yes. So he says it's okay because he's going to be your big brother from here on out and he will never leave your side. Uh, He loves you. Um, You have another sister, please? Yes, I do. Okay, because he's saying, and also my sister, so he's letting, he's acknowledging, and that's the way spirits do. He's acknowledging that there's more fam- siblings. So he's saying definitely to you guys, he's he's definitely going to be that big brother there. And um, this, the other thing is, um, it, it's it's a lot of things surrounding his death of what really happened. And what really went on. And he says he wants the family to let it rest. Let it rest. Mm -hmm. To let it rest. Uh, He is definitely at peace. And he's able to see things from a different perspective and a different place of where he is right now. Wow. Wow. And uh, he sends his love out to everyone. Uh, let me know because he's also telling me, is, is mom still with us, please? Is mom still here? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's letting me know that um, 
he's saying his heart for your mother, you know, his heart goes mm-hmm. to her. And even to, to, to give her this message that she heard her. And because your mother um, kind of warned him about the situation and how things were going yeah. and how it was escalating. Yeah. And so he wants you yeah. to make sure that you tell your mom and you can let her hear this, that he heard her and he loves her and he will always love her. And he couldn't have asked for a better mother. And uh, he also says that he will be coming back into the family again. You know, he will. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I see that there's distance between him and his father. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And um, so he's showing me that there is this distance there, but he understands that now. And so that's why he wants all of the women in the family. And some of them will even tell you about their having dreams about him. Just be on the lookout for it. They may call you a cousin, sister, somebody say, you know, I had a dream about him yesterday. I had a dream, had a dream about him is because he really wants to be that good male role model because he lived his life kind of like a playboy And, you know, he realized that a lot of things that your mother was trying to really instill upon him was really to help him to show him about that you can't keep going around hurting people and doing these things to their feelings and emotions. And he wants her to know that he truly, truly, truly thanks her and and thanks her for her wisdom. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And and he also says, by the way, uh, for you and this new guy, you need to take this new guy by your mom more often. Wow. Okay. Well, thank <laughs> you so much. I am just shocked and it's like super deep. I'm going to sit here and try to process. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So your brother is there. What is his name, please? What's your brother's name? William. But we call him, yeah, we call him Little Billy. Okay. Okay. Little Billy. And I named my my son after him. Okay. Well, he definitely is around the boys in the family. He acknowledged the baby being born, and he said he's the one who schooled him, trained him up. So he's coming into the family already knowing about the family. Uh, so you watch when he grows up. He's going to have a lot of ways. You'll see all the young boys. They're going to have a lot of resemblance of your brother, little Billy. Yes. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. It's amazing. <laughs> Definitely um, appreciate it. Yeah. And by the way, he said to also let you know that He's getting a chance to do something he really want, wanted to do. And one of those things was to race fast cars. So he's enjoying it. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> that is, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. That was his thing when he was here was cars. Yes. yes. He said so. He's he's in Lamborghinis. He's in Maseratis. He's doing it up. He's enjoying himself. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Definitely appreciate it. Uh, well, peace and love to you and the whole family. And don't forget to say his name. And when you're at 
the functions because he loves to come around the family and uh, has been coming around the family uh, now. So, so peace and love to all of you guys. Thanks for calling in. Mm-hmm. Yes, peace and love. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, I love it when that happens. I love it. Let's go to the next caller. Calling in from Erica 2025. 2025, you're live on Planet Remix. Hi, Ms. Blue. Greetings. Who's on the line? Hi, DJ from uh, D.C. Hi, DJ from D.C. You have me on speaker? Yeah, sorry. Let me take you off. Okay, thank How's you. That? That's better. Good. Um, I'm curious as to, I guess, who's around me right now. And, like, lately I've been feeling really anxious. Like, I'm working a job that I really cannot stand. And I have an interview for a great job that I would really love. And I think I'm going to get It's just I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm really anxious. I don't know if I should just quit this place because I can't stand to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I just... Look for some guidance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. Let's let's go with the first one. Let's talk about the work situation. Number one, uh, the truth is you already quit your job. The moment you decided you can't stand being there, you checked out. So technically, you've already quit. Right. <laughs> I wanted to give you that reassurance there, DJ. <laughs> Did yeah. you? You you know how the saying goes, you've been gone. You've been gone. Right. So you're gone. You're right. You're absolutely right. You've been gone from the job, so no worries there. You've been quit. Uh, so now what you're doing is really just keeping yourself open. But here's the thing. We know energy goes where energy flows. And right now, if I were to take a meter, and I'm looking at your energetic meter, and I'm looking on this side of DJ. Staying on the job he hates or DJ moving on to the new job, the meter that's filled to the brim is DJ staying at the job he hates. And that tells me that energetically you're giving all your energy away. Like Marie talked about earlier, you're giving all your power away to what you say you don't want. Hmm. So, This is about you having a shift in your consciousness and really sort of kind of changing that energy. And you definitely want to change it and start focusing more on what you want to happen versus what you don't want to happen. Because right now you're giving way too much energy. This is why you're nervous to what you don't want. right. So first things first, um, this is some beautiful energy. We just came out of a full moon. We're inside the summer solstice to really start to write out exactly what are some of the things, not the particular job that you want, but some of the things that you want to be able to do. How do you want to feel when you get to this new job? What is it going to entail? Um, How is that going to make you feel when you're on the new job? you know, and begin to write down how do you want to feel with those things. This energy we have coming up is a great time for you to begin to tap into really sort of kind of recreating something new for yourself. 
And so you need to begin to start putting these things down on paper. You don't write anything down. You need to start writing things down. And this is going to help you to energetically make a shift in your consciousness so you can start to focus more on the things that you want to happen in your life as opposed to keep filling up the meter on the things you don't want. I, I I definitely understand that. Um, yeah, I mean I I've been trying to keep my focus on what I've been what I want, and I've been talking to everybody about you know this this new gig I'm trying to get and trying to stay focused. And I did you know start writing like the other day, but I I, I do realize that I haven't been writing enough. You know, like my my thoughts would just be kind of just jumbled up and I can't organize them. You know, but I, I understand. I definitely need to get back to that. Yeah, and I don't want you to write out a dissertation or I don't want you to write out some poetic justice. You can simply put down fun, you know, excitement, just some key words that really will trigger you to get into the energy that you need. Because here's one thing for sure. If you keep taking the same energy that you take to the job you hate, with you on the job you want, it's going to be difficult for you to get. And take the word trying out of your vocabulary. Because when you tell me you're trying, I know you're not doing it. That's simple, right? If you were to say to me, Miss Blue, I'm trying to bake a cake. Guess what I know for sure you're not doing? You're not baking a cake. Because if you were baking a cake, you would be telling me, Miss Blue, I'm baking a cake. Not I'm trying to bake a cake. I'm baking a cake. So take the word trying out. Really kind of take a look at your language and your thoughts. This seems simple, but these are some of the most powerful things there is. The key to life and death is in the tongue. The words we speak, the vibration. These things are connected to our soul, to our spirit, and the essence of who we are. And so you have to begin to start putting yourself in the position as if you already got your new job. Even when you're going to the job, that you already quit. Understood. Yeah. So that takes care of that. And then what you do, what you do is when you get in the car, you put on Drake, I think it's, is track number 13 from his old CD where he says, I'm leaving, I'm gone, it's over, I'm leaving. That's what you do. You jam that every day when you're going home. <laughs> right. Definitely. All right. So now you want to talk about some ancestors that is around you. Is there somebody in particular? I will tell you that works best because otherwise, that works best. It doesn't necessarily mean who will step up, but that works best. Let's talk about um, it. Honestly, I didn't have anyone um, in mind. Like mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't. I don't. I'm not too close to, um, like my 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 mother's side, and then my mm-hmm. father's side is. You know, I mean, he was adopted, and it's not like they're not family. It's just we weren't mm-hmm. always that close. You know, growing up, like I always kind of felt. Like a little, the one loner kid, you know. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was always kind of disconnected with everybody, you know. Mhm. 
And so, so let me ask you an honest question. Do you really want to connect with an ancestor? Well, I would like that connection, yes. But, you know, it's just I, I don't know them too well. I don't know them too well. But, you know, you know when you say but, that means, Miss Blue, forget about what I just said. So here's what I'm going to do. I want to connect you. You said what? I said I guess I need to work on my speech. I really do. (laughs) Yeah, you do. That's okay, though. That's okay. You'll be fine. Um, What I'm going to do is actually connect you with your spirit guides. How about that? Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. So I'm going to connect you totally right now. You have eight spirit guides with you. And one of your spirit guides who's stepping up, and I think this is super cool, is from Haiti. And he used to work in the painting shop inside a castle in Haiti. And so inside this painting shop, he was an artist. He used to paint. That's one of the things he did. But he also used to sell the paintings that was in there and also give people a tour and explain to them about the artist who did the paintings. You still with me? Yeah, I'm still listening. Mm-hmm. And so he was 39 years old. And that's what age he comes to you. But he had a lot of knowledge. And he worked for the royal family in Haiti. And so what he's here to help you with is because when he decided to take this position to work inside what is called a painting shop. He had to leave all of his family behind. And he had to go off to a city in Haiti called Marlow. And he had to live in that town. And at first he was very sad because he was away from his family. He wasn't close to them at all. But he decided to build relationships with a lot of the people there. And he recognized that family lived inside of his heart. He would send letters when he could back to his family. It was often very difficult because of the time uh, at this particular time that things were going on in Haiti. So he really couldn't get back and forth like he wanted to. And some of them moved and went other places, so he lost contact with them. But he was still able to build a very, very loving life for himself, not having family very close. So I would know why he would step forth. But he's also here to step forth because you do some creative work as well. What do you do, DA? Um... 
I mean, right now I'm kind of just focusing on myself, you know, like my health. I work out a lot. I used to train, you know, personal training. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as creative, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I work so much. It's like mm-hmm. I don't have time for for me, you know. Or I feel like I don't have enough time mm-hmm. for me. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, he started laughing when you said you was a personal trainer. So this is one of those situations where um, spirit God meets human and share guests because he can also help you about that because he used to have to go up to the top of what they call the citadel of this mm-hmm. castle. And it was a five mile hike up and back. And some days he had to go up and back three, four times a day. So we know that brother's in shape. And also there to help you get into something creative. So I, I say that working on yourself is very creative for you. But that is really more of a physical that's more of a left brain activity for you right as soon as you said it out I, I, I got that thought you're right mm-hmm. yeah so right. he's here to really kind of expand your horizons to give you some other things for you to begin to work on so what do you do that you hate so much right now dj um I'm working in retail. I mean, I'm selling cell phones, and I I I, I don't like it at all. Mm, it can like be drooling. It. I'm quite sure it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the the negative energy with the people, and I'm very empathic. So, like somebody will just come at me with you know all types of low vibrational energy, and it's I can't mm-hmm. help but you know kind of be absorbed in it sometimes. It's like I just want to walk off and go get some mm-hmm. air and just you know. Mhm. Well, but it's like I'm just you know, bombarded, you know, throughout the day. Yeah. So that means really and you're that's, too. That's self- probably why that's... I can't get. Into, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Finish. No, I'm saying that's probably why I can't get to my even creative mindset. I can't even think of what I like to do as far as you know creativity. You know, just mm-hmm. being in this work environment and being so left-brained and everything is so analytical and there's numbers flying everywhere and it's like. I feel like I'm in the matrix. I mean, I know I'm in the matrix, but mm-hmm. it's like I'm seeing binary. It's like, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I you know, the, bi- the, freedom of- the, the binary code is what makes up everything in the universe. So the binary code is very creative. But really what's happening, if you're going somewhere and people are changing your energy, then you're giving away your power. And so we need to fix that Because you need to stop giving away your power Because I don't care where you go I don't care who you work for People are going to come in And they're going to have all kinds of energies And DJ Is going to have to be able to stay In DJ's energy And not allow something else to pull you outside of you. So this is what Miss Blue call empathic energy gone bad. 
because that's not the true nature of being empathic. But this is about you being too self-absorbed into DJ. You are so far into yourself that you have emerged yourself into everything. And so you may be too young for this song, but there was a song that came out that said, you're so vain. I bet you think this song is about you. Do you think I everything is I'm, about I am really full of myself <laughs> Yeah, you full of yourself. <laughs> you oh, like my, Beyonce my. and Nicki Minaj. You feeling yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right, right. So, it's like I have to, though. It's like if I don't, well, you know, who, who the No, no, no. No, no, no. I want you to be able to bring that into balance because having empathic energy is a good quality when it's in harmony. And right now it's not in harmony because if you can let something that low shift you, then how good are you? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's like, uh, imagine being in the jungle and imagine yourself being a lion and imagine as the lion is walking, an ant crawled on him and he just falls down on the ground and breaks out crying. Really? You going to let that ant disrupt everything you got going on. But you you, you know, but you supposed to be the king of the jungle, but you can't, you know, the ant then threw you off. <laughs> right. so, I definitely get that. Here's what I want you to do. Get you a nice clear quartz crystal. Have you worked mm-hmm. with crystals? I've got one in my hand right now. Beautiful. So I want you to clear the energy in that crystal, and you can do that however you choose. If you don't know how to do it, you can always email me. I'll tell you. But clear that energy. Charge it up. Get you a half a cup of baking powder, half a cup of baking soda, right? And fill the bathtub up, pour the baking powder in first, and then the baking soda in. And then you want to put one, two, three drops of frankincense in there. And then you want to drop the crystal in with some good intentions and take a bath. It's going to cleanse your aura. It's going to move all of that. I'm feeling myself shit out the way. (laughs) You can release all of these people. (laughs) So you can release all the people that you hold in hostage and carrying around with you because right now you and Erica Badu and the bag lady, you the bag brother, you just dragging all these people with you day to day. That's why you're too tired to work out when you come home because you carrying everybody you didn't encountered at work that then said something oh, crazy no, to man. you. You bringing them all home with you. You carrying them all. And I home. wish I, and I wish I, you're right. You're right. Right. You're right. <laughs> How do I? Oh, yeah. how, do I how do I? Well, do I this, is, like, this is. Like, I'm telling you. No, no, no. Listen, I'm telling you right now. You just gotta listen. Gotta listen. 
So you're going to take the bath. You're going to clear all of that energy. Once you wash, take a shower first, clean yourself first, and then get in the bathtub, soak in the bathtub for at least 45 minutes. You will see that the baking soda, baking powder is going to start to form like a battery acid around you. And um, that's how you know it's working. When you get out of the tub, stand over it, open up the drain, and I want you to watch all the water go out because it's flushing everything you had connected to you out. And it'll seal you back up. But here's the thing. Magic does not work alone. You have to do the work. And so when you get up, you have to start saying to yourself, DJ, the whole world is working with you, not against you. And right now, you think everything is against DJ. You think your boss is against DJ. The people they send in you is against DJ. The people you talk to on the phone is against DJ. You know, the car in front of you at the stoplight is against DJ. You know, everybody against DJ. (laughs) So, that's how you turn that energy around and you let it go. Because remember, the world doesn't owe DJ nothing. But DJ can create the life he wants. But you have to be involved. And if you keep giving your power away, anytime somebody can say something to you, do something to you, then you're kind of useless. It's the same thing's going to happen where you go. So you might as well stand and and stand on your square here because it'll be great practice for when you get to your new place. Understood. Mm -hmm. Understood. So you got it? I got it, Ms. Pearl. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. We got something for you before you go, DJ. Okay. What's that? Okay, just listen. You got to listen real close. All right. (laughs) It's over. It's over. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm gone, I can't stay here no more, and I can't sleep on the floor, man, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, you know I got my reasons, yeah, I'm leaving, yeah, I'm leaving, yeah, I'm leaving, I'm gone, I'm leaving, I'm (laughs) gone, had to knock down the wall. There you go, DJ. Oh, man, I've got chills, I've got chills all over, it's crazy. So that's what I want you to do. Let Drake be your inspiration. That's it. You already done left that job. So the best thing you can do is go in and be the happiest employee in the world. Why? Because you already heard the song. I'm leaving. You already leaving. You already know you're going. So what is there to be sad about? It's, it's, just, it's just a formality at this point. All right. 
That's it. You got to trust where you are because it will take you where you need to be and work with your spirit guide because he's going to help you as well, too. Okay. Will do. All right. Well, peace and love, DJ. Make sure you call back and let us know when it's over. It's over. You're gone. (laughs) I will. I will. Thank you again. All right. Peace and love. Hold the line. Peace and love. (laughs) Oh, that was great, Esther. All right. We're going to go to the next caller. Here we go. Calling in from area code 6144. 6144, you're live on Planet Remix. 6144, you're live on Planet Remix. Okay, we're going to come back to you. Hello? We, yes, hello. Greetings, who's on the line? Hey, Miss Blue, this is me. It's Chris uh, from Ohio. Oh, hey, Chris from Ohio. How are you? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Wonderful. What's going on with you tonight? Um, I didn't think I was going to, I didn't think I was going to be on the air, um, but what you said earlier was was great. Um, definitely feel the energy, and uh, I was actually just listening for a little bit. So, okay, you want to keep holding That's on? That's pretty much it. <laughs> well, it's good to have you um, come on the line, you guys. This is Chris. He is the creator of the Remix app for us. So everybody, say hello to Chris. Hey guys. <laughs> there you go. We're sending you love, Chris. Good to have you in the house. Good to hear from you. Hold the line for us, Chris. All right. All right. <laughs> Aw. Let's go to the next caller calling in from area code 2149. Everybody in the house tonight. Two one four nine. Hello, greetings. Who's on the line? It's Tasha from Grand Prairie. Hi, Tasha from Grand Prairie. Can you take us off speaker? Okay. Is that better? That is better, Tasha. Hi, Miss Blue. <laughs> Hi, Tasha. I talked to you a couple of, Well maybe about three weeks ago now mm-hmm. But I'm so excited I got in Oh me too Me too Yeah so I I was just listening to the, the 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 last caller that you talked to And that song I'm leaving Oh that, that was funny Because I just told my friends yesterday Because I'm I'm still working my job Because I started a business Yeah, I told you um, And so we were out And she said Oh you still gotta work I was like yeah girl I still gotta work I still gotta pay bills I said but you know It doesn't matter Because I know I'm leaving one day So when you played that song I was like too funny Ah <laughs> uh, yeah So that was powerful A lot of people I'm leaving That was funny I was like perfect yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I listened to the share tonight. Really, really good stuff. Um, so I was thinking about um, the share, and I know when I talked to you last, you told me to work with um, uh, the color orange and and um, work on my my self esteem and stuff from happen what happened from my self esteem from when I was growing up. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to trying to work on that, and you know, and and. Um, 
you know, I told you about my exercise and how I didn't lose weight. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm just working on loving myself. And, you know, mm-hmm. after that, I talked to you on a Friday. And on a Sunday, I I had cooked. And for the first time, I, I went with my boyfriend and his daughter. And I was like, I want a blizzard. And for the first time in probably, I don't, probably my whole life, I ate. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want a medium blizzard. I'm going to walk on the wild side. Mm-hmm. And I ate that blizzard and did not feel guilty. And I have not done that probably my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, the best blizzard <laughs> mm-hmm. ever. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so, you know, I've just been, been trying to work on that. And I did mm-hmm. get discouraged one day. I went exercising with my friend and She's a runner, and I'm like, I'm not a runner, but I'll go with you anyway. And I, you know, run, walk, run, walk kind of thing. And I, that was my first day. I felt like I felt the weight that's holding me down. I was like, and I just, on that path that we were, were on, I was like, I just wanted to stop and start crying. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, I I don't know, but I, I just wanted to stop and start crying. I was like, I feel the way, and this is not how I want to show up in the mm-hmm. world. So, you know, but I've been working on it, you know, just accepting me for me. And, you know, I can say this week I, I really felt probably my best week probably in years, decades. Well, I want to give you, I want to give you something here. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you feel good. Mm-hmm. What I want you to focus on is not to make your feeling good because this is what I'm going to tell you. You know, I'm not going to bullshit you. You right. really right. haven't left where you were because mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. is still based on outside perceptions of you, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. food, your friend. None of that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And so. I want you to get to a place where you can not keep feeling like a victim and you still uh-huh. feel like the victim. Like uh-huh. somehow you're either a victim to your feelings or you're a victim to comparing yourself to someone else and what they have going on. And it's a lot of noise going on in the background. So I'm sure okay. you got me back on speaker. Wait, hold on. So okay. you can let you can let whoever wants to hear what's going on. You can tell them afterwards, or they can listen to the download and they can get okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that you can hear me clear, and everybody else can hear clear because yes. it's so beautiful when we come on here and we're able to uh, really kind of begin to work with this energy because. It, it, it helps so many people. So I thank you for being this brave. Mm-hmm. Because this energy, the reason I gave you the color orange, it did have a mm-hmm. lot to do with your self-esteem in working in that particular area. But this is also the energy when this energy is out of balance, right? It has a right. lot to do with feeling like the victim. And you're still in that role of being the victim, you see. Of, of being able to be there. And this is really where you're supposed to be getting your life force energy and having this life force move all throughout your body. You know, 
the truth is, whatever it is, whether you want to lose five pounds or whether you want to lose 20, 30, 40, 50, it doesn't matter the number. The truth is you didn't get here overnight and it's not going to go away overnight. And if you make it a diet, right, or if you make it like this temporary situation, then you're going uh-huh. to forever be inside this endless circle. Okay. So if it's something that is worth it to you to change, then you slowly make the changes. If it's not worth it to you to change, then don't. But you're going to drive yourself insane playing this foolish game of today I feel okay, so I'm uh-huh. going to eat blizzard and tomorrow my friend asked me to go running and now I feel horrible about myself this is really self-inflicted at this point Mm -hmm. and you have to decide what it is that you want and how bad you want it because there are some things that you want really bad in your life and you didn't work for them so if this is Mm -hmm. something you truly want then you're going to have to find your way here but I'll tell you how you're not going to be able to get there. You're not going Uh to be able to get there by allowing everything outside of you to dictate why you even doing this. Okay. So I don't want to BS you. I would never do that to you. No, no. I'm, I'm glad that you're feeling good, but I don't want you to have some surface bullshit because then you're going to call me back next week and you're going to be doing what you just did right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I felt great when I when I ate that blizzard. So you're trying to tell me that your weight is based on some damn Dairy Queen? I don't think so. I don't think right, so. Okay. So that's not what it's about. You and I both know that. So your right, friend right. and you to go running. So what? You don't like to run. It's other things that you can do besides running. That is considered physical. You can actually get uh-huh. a hula hoop and you can start hula hooping. You can start twerking. If your ass want to twerk, you can go <laughs> dance and twerk and lose some weight. You, you, you understand to get your physical right, right. You take up belly dancing. It's all kinds of things that you can do. You can walk. You can walk around your house and clean your house from top to bottom and get a better workout than running three or four miles. Right. So this is not about you getting into some competition between your friend and what they're able to do and what you're not able to do. Because as long as you keep comparing yourself to someone else, you're going to lose every time. You will always come in last place in somebody else's race. Okay. And this is why you got to get your own race. And you mm-hmm. got to sit down and, and know what's good for you. What is going to work for you? And then you begin to monitor that. And then begin to question yourself. Because, see, this isn't about food. Food doesn't make people fat because if it did, the whole world would be fat and overweight or see themselves in that light. Mm-hmm. So this isn't about food. That's how I know you don't get it. Okay. So you want to do the work, like you say, then do the damn work for real. 
and stop comparing yourself because we're still at the self-esteem and really tap into those things inside of your heart so that you can know that you're good enough where you are and you're still suffering from you're not good enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do the work for real that I gave you the first time. And so next, next time you want to call back in and you want to give me an update, you can have that update, something that can sustain you. Because I want you okay. to accomplish what you want to do. I want you to be able to reach that goal. But I don't want it to be based on some superficial shit. Because then we're going to be doing this till the end of time. Correction. Okay. You will be doing this to the end of time. Because I won't. Yeah. Okay. And I know you can do it. So just like you put in that work to get the to get your business up and going, you took those things I told you about your business, take those things I told you the first time about you and where your weight was really coming from and Mm -hmm. start beginning to do that. Start by honoring your body. Start by being able to look yourself in the mirror. Start by not comparing yourself to no one. The only person you should compare yourself to is you from yesterday. That's it. Okay. That's how you win. That's how you win for real. That's how you do some badass shit. That's how you do some goddess shit. That's how you get down. Okay. All right? Okay. Yes. Right. I'll, I'll work on that. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you too. Peace and love. Hold the okay. line. Okay. Okay. I love it when y'all ready to go. Y'all like, okay, all right, I'm done. I'm by. Bye, Miss Blue. Get off the phone. All right, let's go to the next caller. Calling in from area code 3139. 3139, you're live on Planet Remix. Uh, hello, Miss Blue. Hello, greetings. Who's on the line? This is Debbie. Hi, Debbie. You want to tell everybody where Hi. you're calling? I'm calling from Detroit. Hey, Debbie from Detroit. What's good, Detroit, Debbie? Oh, nothing too much. Detroit's kind of quiet today, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was calling. um, I heard the um, share earlier, and I wanted to um, find out if my ancestor, my mom, if she um, has something to say to me right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see what your mama got to say. Uh-huh. How you been doing? <laughs> um, I've been doing okay. I've been doing okay. I'm uh, cleaning out the house. Um, okay. I'm trying to box stuff up. I decided to just let whatever happens, happens, whether it gets sold or at auction or, you know, if somebody in the family decides they want to buy it during the auction, but, you know, I kind of decided to move on. Mm-hmm. Finally. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been years. I've been there, what, 17 years after she passed, so, yeah. and my father, like, 
18 years, something like that. So, and today was my 30th year class reunion, and I was, I didn't go to, I'm going Sunday to the picnic, but um, I was thinking about my parents today, so. Well, that's beautiful, because they're always thinking yeah. about, mm-hmm. okay. and uh, they're always thinking about you. Your mother is giving you a big hug and a kiss. Okay. And and uh, letting you know that she loves you, and she said her message is the same message that she loves you, and mm-hmm. your father comes forward too and says he loves you as well, and how proud they are of you, and they want you to continue to be the best that you can be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad yeah. they're proud of me. <laughs> hmm Very yeah. proud of you. Very proud. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was a little concerned lately because I'm like, oh, I got so much going on. I said, no, they're probably like, oh, God, how did she let the house go and all that. But. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember a few years ago when I talked Mm -hmm. to you about the house and Mm -hmm. uh, things that were there. And, um, you know, so to be at this point in your life where you're Mm -hmm. really ready to make those necessary changes is a big step for you, you know? Yeah. And it shows yeah. how much you've grown over these last couple of years of finding your way, of understanding things, and, and still dealing with the loss of your parents, you know? Why? Yeah. So that's, that's something that you definitely, you know, I can see why your parents are so proud of you, and I'm proud of you. Because I know a lot of work to get to this point where you can do that. Because in in a sense, holding on to these things and holding on to the house, you felt was still holding on to them. Yeah. And so the words that your mother offers to you is that she's always going to love you. And they will Mm -hmm. always be with you no matter where you go. So those memories and those things live in your heart, not in that house. And she said she's not concerned about any of that. Her only concern is you. That's it. Okay. Okay. And she's very, very proud of you. Okay. Well, it makes me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. By the way, really the, uh-huh. your mother said she's glad that um, you've made some changes in some clothes that you've been wearing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am uh, going in different, you know, trying to get my wardrobe to, yeah. uh, uh, back to classy. Um, yeah. yeah. She is acknowledging like, that and she, that she likes okay. that you that you kept some of her things, some of her jewelry and some of her little trinkets. She said she likes that. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, I just tried some of her gloves on about three hours ago. <laughs> yes. So see, this yeah, so is I how I am definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is how the ancestors let us know that they are alive and well. Because she told me that she loves that you are trying on her accessories and some of her things and really getting your wardrobe together. So she's acknowledging that. (laughs) Isn't that beautiful? Okay, cool. Yes, it is. Because she was a fashionista. Yeah. And and I fell off. So and I'm trying to get, you know, work on it again. Yeah, well, we never fall off as fashionistas. We may take breaks, but we never fall yeah, off. Yeah, take a break. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting old, guys. I'm glad you told me that tonight. So that's confirming to throw the rest of this stuff out that don't look right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. out of, it's out of yeah. here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, can you ask her, does she look like the uh, man I'm seeing right now? Let's see what she mama has to say. She says she she says she's gonna keep one eye open on him. But what she does <laughs> like she said one eye open, but what she mm-hmm. does like is the way that he offers to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But she said she said, let him know that she got one eye open on him. She got that good eye okay. looking at him. That good eye is on Okay. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I'll do patience and wisdom. That's the card I pulled tonight about our relationship. Uh, beautiful. More patience and wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on I'm on Work on me more and just be patient and use wisdom with him. Yes. Well, you got okay. it, girl. You got it. It is so okay. good hearing from you, Debbie. And yes. Yeah, your mama is sends her love, big kisses and hugs, her and your dad. Okay. They're both so and so proud of you. Couldn't be more proud okay. of you. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I need to hear that going into this next phase of my life. I'm yeah, to pull out of the forties and get into the fifties. So okay, that's to, what's up, girl. The fifties is the yeah. new twenties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. That Peace and fun. love. Thanks that for calling. That was a blessing. In. Yeah, love you. <laughs> love you mm-hmm. too. Hold the line, Debbie. Okay. Oh, beautiful. 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 I love when you guys come back and share stories. It's just beautiful to see people doing their work and just being in a great place. Let's go to the next caller calling in from area code 8178. 8178, you're live on Planet Remix. Hi, Miss Blue. Hi, greetings. Who's on the line? This is Yasha. Hi, Yasha. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You want to tell everybody where you're calling from? I am calling from Dallas. Okay. Greetings, Yasha, from Dallas. Hello. Um, I was just calling. I was trying to see um, if any of my ancestors had a message for me or anything. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone in particular you wanted to connect with? Um, My parents. 
Let's take a look, Yashua. Let's see. Hmm, Yashua, you have a really interesting story. I'm I'm just listening to the I'm listening to them try to tell me this story and I'm doing my very best uh to uh get the story. Doing my very, very best. Okay. Hold on, Yashua. Hold on. Okay. You still there, Yashua? Yes, ma'am. Okay. You you texting? Oh no, I was um taking my phone off a speaker. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's see. All right, Yashua. So interesting enough. Hmm. Okay, so yes, of course your parents are definitely around you. Um So, did your parents both pass close at the same time? Um, no, it was some some years in between them. Mhm. But closely in between each other. Um, it was about a seven year difference. Mhm. Yeah, like close. seven years. Yeah, that's close. Okay. And so when your mother passed away, um, she knew she was passing, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, hmm. And your mother passing was due to an illness? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to kind of get the acknowledgement because they're both kind of telling me a story without telling me a story. Um, are you the only child, the only girl? What are you? Um, no, I'm not the only child. I'm the baby girl. Okay. Because they're showing me like you're the one. So usually that either means you're the only girl, only child, maybe the oldest or even the youngest. So you're the youngest. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you are, and I'm the out of my brothers and sisters, I'm the only child in between the two. Ah, so you are the only sense. child because they're kind of yes. acknowledging this is our child, but your mother has then was saying some other stuff that I didn't really clear. And by the way, you I know you talk to them, right? Um, yes, but you need to talk to them more because they got a lot to say. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> They have a whole lot to say because they both like. Okay. Um. So here's the deal. Who just had a birthday to pass? My son. Okay. Okay. So a lot of birthday themes coming up. Okay. So they're both telling me that they were at the birthday and they know that they're at the family events. So this is one of the ways that our ancestors on the other side is when we have family celebrations, key days, 
that mm-hmm. they want to acknowledge to let you know that they're there. Because uh, okay. your mother is saying she's very, she loves all of her grandchildren and she's always oh. around all of them and all the children. She loves them so much. And your dad is saying he's definitely around, you know, the grandbabies as well, too. And he's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mother is also saying that um, that you worry too much to be mm-hmm. so young. And so that's the main thing. And she doesn't want you to have this fear of you dying and leaving your child. And she says this is her main thing that she's really trying to work with your spirit guides, work with you and send you messages to tell you that this is this is this is not some sort of family curse. Okay. Okay. And uh so she's letting you know that. Uh, The other thing is she's also letting you know to enjoy life and not be so panicky about yourself and your body that every time something happens, you think something's going on with you. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, the child is trying to turn into a hypochondriac. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, and she loves you very much, and your father. They both, uh, they all send their love and still send their love that's there for you. And very proud of you. A lot of proud parents tonight. Uh, very proud of you, the woman you are, the mother you are. Uh, just your energy, your spirit, and she's even going into this whole thing, her and your dad, about your name. Wow. <laughs> so that's why I said you have an interesting story because your mother's like, I don't know where she's going with all of this, but, you know, and your your dad is constantly letting me know, Miss Blue, you know, we was conscious. We conscious. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> So that's what they was trying to tell me. That's why I said, you got a real interesting story here. Yeah, because they like, hold up, Miss Blue. Wait a minute. We conscious. We conscious. <laughs> so uh, they are very proud um, of all the children, um, but particularly you, because they felt like they gave you the best of their consciousness. You know, mm-hmm. it's when they mm-hmm. understood it more for themselves. They understood more about what was happening in their lives and all of these things. And this is interesting because Marie Laveau had a lot of children, too, just like your mother. Your mother didn't have as many children as her, but a lot of children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, often when a parent passes away and there's children, they're able to really give a lot of their consciousness to their children. And it's much like somebody taking an insurance policy saying this person gets this much percentage, you get that much percentage and this much and this much. Your mother and father is acknowledging that they gave the highest percentage to you of them, the best of them. Mm. 
And your dad said, I'm sure she knows that. (laughs) (laughs) He's a trip. He's a trip. Yeah, he, yeah. (laughs) He's a trip. He said, oh, yes, she know that. She know that. Um, But they did. And your mother did as well. And so she said, on those days when you walk even inside your place and you close your eyes and you pretend that she would be sitting in the living room when you come in, she really is there. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's there. And so when you feel that warming sensation and tingling, that is them standing very close to you. And sometimes they have to tell themselves, step back a little bit. Let the child breathe. Let her do her thing. Because <laughs> they just all up over you, you know, mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. you. Surprisingly enough, your father in his witty personality, I love his spirit, and even his arrogance that he had said that he's learned a lot from you. He's learned a lot about even how he lived his life, his consciousness, and everything, your mother too, that they are actually learning from the work that you're doing. They're learning from that. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) That is. (laughs) <laughs> wow mm-hmm. And so Who Your mother is acknowledging That there is a new baby Coming into the family Who's pregnant Um, No one that I can think of I just had a baby Okay How old is the baby Under five months No she's eight months She's eight. Well, close enough. Okay. Well, then that's probably the baby. Well, your mom and dad definitely ushered the baby in. Oh, wow. Because they're talking about the baby. They ushered the baby in. You know, they didn't They didn't talk to the baby. They didn't did all kinds of stuff to the baby. And so even when she's playing and looking up and, like, she's talking to someone, she's talking to them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's all she does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So they are definitely around all of the family. They just love you guys so much, but definitely around you. And your mother said she's learned so much and your father from you. They both just admit that they have learned so much from you. So much. amazing that's beautiful it is truly we have like eight seconds till the after hours you guys we probably will do a little bit of after hours but i just want to say that oh because we are officially in the after hours i didn't even realize it we're in the after hours but yeah so mm-hmm. yeah Beautiful. Yashua. Do you what does your name mean? Tell us. 
Um, actually, I have not found out the meaning to my name. Um, oh, okay. My dad never. My dad actually named me, and mm-hmm. um, it's actually Yashika. But I just uh, go by Yasha. But it's actually Yashika. Yasha. Um, and I never really. How do you spell I, I it? Y O S H A K A. Y O S H A K O. K A. K A. Hmm. Let's. We may have to. Um, we may have to ask them. What does that mean? Hmm. 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 That's interesting. That's interesting. Let's 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 ask them what does that mean? And by the way, I have to tell you, you definitely want to make sure you get rid, um, replace the smoke detector. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, one of the things I will tell you is your name came from your dad saying the name actually came from him doing studies in Mm. his own conscious work. And that's how he came across the name. And it really is connected to the energy of um, of opening of really sort of leadership. It, it it has to do with a you know that energy of of being up front, being a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and a great teacher, the great teacher, the great student. You know, the one who learns and teaches others. And your dad said while he was going through his studies, that name came and that was something that was connected to him. But it also is a part of the mystery he left for you to discover Mm. on your path. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, that being said, he liked Miss Blue. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. (laughs) He said, don't tell her, Miss Blue. She going to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's going to lead you to a lot of your father's work and, and what he was studying, what he was doing. Beautiful stuff. So change that battery in the smoke detector. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, because that's letting you know that you got some clues right underneath your nose you're not paying attention to. 
that's right there. So um, it's about you really giving some energy, time, energy, and attention to your sacred space there. All right. So peace and love. We will talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Oh, Miss Blue, one more thing. I'm sorry. Um, what stone do you suggest I work with or color? Mm, let me see. I have some stones here. Let me see. I'm going to get you a stone. Let me see. This is actually my new bag of stones, too. Let me see what jumps out. This is interesting. This is an interesting. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) I want you to get um, the stone that came up for you is a blue tiger's eye. Okay. A blue tiger's eye. Tiger's eye itself is um, a really, really powerful um, stone, but particularly the blue tiger's eye works a lot with um, the throat and communication, right? And this is also for... It's it's a great stone, and you'll use it now, and you'll use it in the future, because this is when you get nervous about getting up in front of people and speaking, uh, giving sort of presentations, talking before people. It will help to clear any kind of blockage that you have, uh, especially when it comes to tapping into your intuition uh, mm-hmm. that's there. It also is really, it helps to bring harmony with your emotions, alleviates depression and fatigue. Uh, It helps to calm and sort of kind of cool down an overactive sex drive. Uh, It also helps to deal with uh, problems if you have a hard time focusing uh, it works really, really good with that. So I want you to get you okay. a blue tiger's eye. Uh, it's also excellent for um, manifesting things into this reality um, and also for um, hmm. it also helps you with opening up the opening up sort of kind of the portal for um, higher chakras. Uh, So it's really, really good for opening up that energy of some of the upper chakras, higher chakras, when we go past uh, chakras nine and ten. So really, really good for working with that. So get your blue tiger's eye. That's going to be really good. But every crystal that I think that every parent should have is a mukiolite. So you may want to throw that into there. Mucleolite is so smooth. It's like drinking warm. I don't know. It's like drinking a warm chocolate mousse shake or hot cocoa, which I haven't done in decades. But just that thought of 
of something warm and sort of chocolate and cocoa just kind of going down and just kind of soothing out your body. So it's like a warm cup of tea um, or drinking some hot cocoa. So get you a Mookielite to definitely work with. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I certainly appreciate you. Well, likewise, likewise. And please let me know how things are going and call back in. So peace and love. Get those two crystals, the blue tiger's eye and the mukia light. All right. Peace and love. Hold the line. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next caller calling in from Erica 2167. 2167, you're live on Planet Remix. All right, we'll come back. Let's go to the next caller. Calling in from area code 9858. 9858, you're live on Planet Remix. Hey, Ms. Blue. Greetings, who's on the line? Uh, this is um, Trelando. Hi, Trelando. You want to tell everybody where you're calling from? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm calling from um, Louisiana. Okay, greetings to you, Trelando. Um, I was really, I guess, trying to, uh, I guess, get in tune and get aligned with um, my ancestors, those that have, have passed on. I guess specifically, my my cousin Marcus. He passed away because I had a dream about him. Um, well, this particular dream is, it's like I was waiting for him to be released from prison. And he got released from prison, and he was dressed in all white. He had diamonds around him. And he he, he, he got released, and I picked him up, and I hugged him. And, uh, you know, it was, it, you know, there's a lot more to the dream other than that. But, you know, I was just mm-hmm. trying to see uh, if, 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 if he was around and my mother's mother, my grandmother. Because mm-hmm. I've been dreaming about her a lot. been dreaming about her a lot lately, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you said that because one of the main things, Trelando, is that when you're having dreams about our ancestors, that is their way of letting you know that they're around. So mm-hmm. I, I think you kind of, in essence, answered your question about your cousin. Your cousin is definitely around. And your mother's mom, which is your grandmother, she's definitely around you as well. And so that's one of the ways that they connect with us is is through dreams, because that's when really our conscious mind is at rest and our subconscious is taking over. So it's real easy for them to get in with the conductor of our dreams and really begin to uh, show their connection with us. So in a sense, all of these other mental guards have been let down so that you can be connected with them. So. Yes, they both are definitely around you. Hmm. Are, are they giving you um, any particular type message to me or for me in particular? Or mm-hmm. is I didn't it, check. I, guess I, I, didn't, I didn't check yet. Um, I, I oh, will okay. take mm-hmm. it, um, but I will take a look now. I wanted to explain uh, sort of the importance of dreams because that was yes, a 
beautiful message, even from your cousin, for him showing you that he has reached a different state of being than how he was here on earth, you see, Mm -hmm. and the things that he has been able to learn for himself, because ultimately, you know, that that's what it's about when our souls sort of kind of get ready to leave this uh, dimension in, in our physical bodies, we get a chance to go back and review the things that we've done. And even when it comes to your cousin, and I know that you wanted to ask about him and he showed up, which you may have been questioning, why would this particular cousin show up with me? Because even he's telling me when he was here, um, you guys had a connection, but it wasn't a very close connection because he was on his own mission. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, we was really close, I guess. I was closer to him uh, more than any of my other cousins, I guess, besides my his his, his sister. But, yeah, I was always, like, you know, that protector. I always, you know, try to protect him every time. Every time we was together, I was his protector, you know? So. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, um, you protected him, but you was really, what you didn't realize is you was really sort of protecting yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he really was on his own mission. Yes, he was. Indeed, he was. Yes. yes and he he, he's mm-hmm. letting me know that. He was on his own mm-hmm. mission. He really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he definitely um, is around the family and he's around you as well. One of the reasons he showed you sort of his path and the things that he took and, and he recognized how his passing impacted a lot of the cousins. He did. Yeah, I did. And it helped y'all to change your ways because you were mm-hmm. able to see what some of the things that he did, what it got him, you see. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about his passing. I'm saying before his passing, like he, he really, you know, was on his own stuff and that's his own words. He was doing his own thing. He was, you know, he was Mm -hmm. testing life to the fullest. Yes, indeed he was. Uh Uh-huh. He tested life to the fullest. Um, but yeah, he recognized his work and his purpose that was here. Um, he is sorry for the pain that he caused his mother. And he said uh, that's one thing that he's definitely, you know, it, it, it hits him in his heart for the pain that he caused those people who loved him. Mm-hmm. You know? Ms. Blue, I'll say maybe, um, I guess a week or two weeks before he passed, I was sleeping in the bed and I just popped up and I just popped about the bed. And I was like, man, something is not right with somebody in my family. Maybe like a week or two weeks later, I called everybody to see if they was all right. I even talked to him maybe a couple of days before he passed. And, you know, so there we go. You know, he was the one, mm-hmm. that, he was the one that I had popped up and I, was, I just had that, that feeling, you know, just, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 But, yeah, so he definitely thanks you for his love. He sends it back to you, but he wants to let you know he was on his own mission. He didn't have anything to do with you. So mm-hmm. you didn't cause his death, and you couldn't have stopped his death. 
True. Mm-hmm. Get it? But he does recognize how he did influence the other family members. And that was his way of showing you that he had reached a whole nother level of his understanding by him being in prison, getting out, you coming to see him, him being dressed in white, you know, which is often a way that spirits have shown that they have reached the point of peace and harmony for themselves, having the diamonds all around him. You know, mm-hmm. one of the reasons is because he wanted fast money quick anyway. So he was a flashy yeah. kind of guy. He just didn't have the yeah. money to be as flashy as he wanted to be. So yeah. this was him also thanking you for doing your work, you know, um, as well and acknowledging your connection so the main thing he says to you is, you know, be true to you are and, you know, stay, stay grounded and stay alive and, and think about those things that matters most because things that you do are impacting other people in the family. Yes. Indeed it is, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I go through and I maneuver and I try to, you know, I, I drop the intricates and plant seeds as much as possible, but, you know, I don't try to force it upon, you know, everybody that's not ready because they so not ready for us, so, you know, but at least that I, I, I plant that seed, you know. Well, and I think that's a beautiful thing to do, Trilando. The best seed that you can plant with people is honesty and sincerity. Okay. I'm having a problem and, with the ego. Yeah. Well, that, that, that has nothing to do with what you believe and what you think. Just be okay. sincere and be honest, and they'll get the message. You know, your cousin got mm-hmm. it, and he's on the other side. So if he can get it from you, the rest can get it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you see uh, my mother's mom, my grandma? Yeah. Your grandma coming through. Um, Before she passed, please, was she confined to a chair or was her mobility confined for her? It kind of was. They put a stent in her arm, things along that line, along that nature. Uh, And she was like standing, I guess, kind of getting it all the time. She was standing in the kitchen by herself and like burn her her arm on the, she'll burn herself on, on on the stove and wouldn't recognize it, you know? Yeah. Well, she's just kind of letting me know that her mobility when she was, before she made her passing was impaired. Like she couldn't move around, do the Mm -hmm. thing. So yeah, she's definitely there. She's very proud of you. A lot of Mm -hmm. proud people. She's very proud of you. Um, She is telling me something about something that happened. Okay, so maybe that's not it. You have a picture of her, right? Yes, yes, indeed I do. So this is what she's explaining to me about the picture that you had. And she said you got it on some funny looking thing with a whole bunch of stuff around. (laughs) Yes. Well, I got, uh, I got my altar. Yeah, she, because she, she, and 
Yes, uh-huh. she let me know that you got it with a whole lot of other funny things around it. <laughs> so now I know she's Christian because she let me know, Miss Blue, I'm a Christian. So yeah. I <laughs> but these are some funny looking things he got around me. She said, but it looks real nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got it set up real nice with all them funny little things and funny people around it. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. She said, um, uh huh. She said, what she would love for you to do is to have some, you know, some beautiful roses because she loves roses. Maybe get her mm-hmm. some roses and, and and put some roses out for. Her. She said, um, but she's there. She said she tries her best to guide you as best you can, but you kind of like, you kind of like your daddy, and you don't listen. Oh Lord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you wanted to talk to your grandma, your grandma. Just yeah, came. yeah. She mm-hmm. said, but you get it honestly, because your mama hard headed and your daddy was hard headed, so they could only have a hard headed child. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a product, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah, she said that's the product. She said, but she loves you to death. Your grandmother has a nickname for you. Spank. I don't know. Let she didn't say it. She said, "Ask me what his nickname for him is." What's what is it? Spank. Spank. And guess uh-huh. what? Now I know why she says, "You spoil. You spare the rod. You spoil the child." <laughs> <laughs> and she's yes, laughing. She is laughing. She's mm-hmm. laughing. And I had a nickname for him. She said, Ask him his nickname, Miss Plush. And then she told me, You spare the rod, you spoil the child. Because your grandma mm-hmm. was old school. She was real old school. Mm-hmm. And uh, she believed in go get me one of them switches. Get oh, somewhere. Yeah. And make them kids sit down. Um, but she loves her great grandkids. She said she enjoys listening to them talk about their lives and what they got going on. And uh, she said she's very proud of you. She wants the family to be closer together yeah. and do more things together. And uh, yeah. she said, um, she said, you you know, she told me, keep working with him, Miss Blue. He getting there. He getting there. Because she said, you're doing better with your mama. You're doing better. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing better. And she's real proud of that. Very proud. I'm proud of that. Uh, you know, that's a big step. And uh, mm-hmm. she loves you because she said she knows that you are a very strong man and a wonderful father and uh, a great provider. And you can be a great husband too and um, she's just very proud of you for you to be her grandson mm-hmm. yes that's beautiful mm-hmm. that is beautiful spank <laughs> <laughs> that's her name from now on spank They named me Spank, I guess, after a boxer. Because they say when I first came out, I always wanted to box and fight. So mm-hmm. some other, some famous boxer, some old school, like you say, old school, some mm-hmm. old school boxer. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know where it came from. My great-granddad just told me where it came from. I thought because I used to get whoopings all the time. Well, she said you so needed them whoopings. She said you can't. Mm-hmm. She said, Miss Blue, <laughs> if you 
spare the rod, you spoil the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. <laughs> That's beautiful, Spank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we got you. Your grandma didn't let your secret out. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful, Trelando. Uh, well, thank you for calling in. Peace and love. Keep up the great work. Uh, peace and love to you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ain't that something? Grandma done said he got a nickname, Spank. Let's go to the next caller. Calling in from area code 8579. 8579, you live on Planet Green Mix. <laughs> peace, Miss Blue. It's Nadra from Boston. Hey, y'all. Hey, Nadra. <laughs> Hi, Miss Blue. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm lovely. I'm so happy to get through. Yay. <laughs> yay, yay. one you wanted to speak to? You said your father? Yes. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> First person who steps, steps up is a woman. Yeah. Uh, and she looks like she's connected to your father. Would this be, could this be your father's sister? Has she passed? Yes. As far as I know, yes, if I'm not mistaken. She's Mm -hmm. in Ethiopia. Well, I, you know, I think she passed. I'm not sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me see. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so your father's sister, this is your father's sister. How long ago do you know about how long ago she passed, or you don't know? I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. But this I know is her your... name. <laughs> you said what now? I know her name. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Ferne, if I'm not mistaken. You said Renee? No, uh, Ferne, like F. F Ferne. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, well, this is her. Interesting enough, she stepped up first, and then your father stepped up behind her. Um, oh. And I want to see, um, one of the things she's telling me is that her main reason for stepping up is that your middle daughter, you have a middle daughter? Um, I have one daughter from my womb. Okay. Yeah. So let's back up. All right. Who's <laughs> the middle child? Oh, hmm. Um, well, I have an interesting story. I'm not straight the middle well, child. I'm 
Yeah. <laughs> She's kind of telling me it's kind of a twisted little story here. But anyway, so we're, we're going to uh-huh. go with for the sake of time because she's recognizing you to be the second of something or there is a second of something. And so, um, but she's not talking about you. She said she's talking about your children. So you do have, do you have a middle child? Yes. Yes. Okay. I have two okay. children from my womb. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Oh, he looks like my father. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's stepping up for your middle child because she said your middle child has a lot of resemblance to her. So there oh. is a direct connection to your middle child and her. Your middle child is a son. Yeah, he looks so much like my father. My... My man and I was just talking about it maybe about 15 minutes ago in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. So yeah. this this may be, it's a little difficult to understand her, and I almost feel like she's speaking with some sort of accent, but I she, can't. She's from Ethiopia. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Okay. It makes sense. I'm over here like, huh? What? Okay, and that's where my um, that's where my mother's family is from, Ethiopia. So I, I thoroughly get that, but oh. for whatever reason, I could not pick up where she. Oh, I'm cool. like, she's not speaking like her language. I'm like, you speak in English, but something misses something here. Okay, it. so there is a direct connection between your middle child and her. So that's what she was saying. Oh. I thought she was saying. Her, as in your daughter, middle daughter, but she's saying no, her, right, the sister, uh-huh. and your middle child have a direct connection. And one of the things she's asking me is she's saying there's a birthmark. Mm. So in a, a very unusual place, there's a birthmark. Mm-hmm. On him, on him, on him, and um, so, but well, she's saying she has a birthmark, and that birthmark is the okay. So hold the okay, hold on, because she okay. So there's a birthmark on your middle son, and that birthmark is going to come out. And one of his children later in life, you will see it. So you will know it. So this is for the future, but he carries that energy, that direct connection. Of course, from the father, from her. Yes, there's a direct connection. And what is your middle child's, what's the first letter of your middle child's name? M. M. It's M? Yes, M is in man. Him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And your father's first name? Kiros. Okay. So, okay. So now she's telling me something about his name and the family's names. So it may be things you don't even know because she's showing the connection with his name, her name, your dad's name. And she's kind of going back and forth to say this whole connection. 
So that may be something you discover later or just kind of take all of this down now. It may make sense later. Um, But when is your son's birthday? Did he just have a birthday? Um, um, His was, 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 well, my oldest son just had a birthday in May, but my middle son, his birthday is March 6th. Okay. So... I don't want to say that this is close to March, but it's even something in the birthday again. But she's super excited about all the children and their connection. But she's saying with the middle child, this there is this deep connection there. And so just without even engaging, sometimes he may tell you a story about a woman coming to him in his dreams. This is her. This is her. So there it is. Okay. So this is her coming to him in the dreams. She's telling me she has a strong connection with him. Uh, and, and all the time. <laughs> yes. This is the woman he's seeing. It is his aunt that is coming to him because she oh, has – this really strong, beautiful connection with all the children, but particularly him. And your father comes forth and he's just shaking his head at his sister like this chick. Okay. But um, he's very much around. A lot of proud parents tonight. We could have called this the proud family tonight because he's saying he's so emotional about how, proud he is of you and he says he wish he could have enjoyed this more when he was alive (laughs) and he never really understood what you were searching for and he said it wasn't that he didn't want to give it to you he didn't know enough to give it to you oh wow (laughs) He said, because now he understands why you do the things you do, because you have this strong connection back with Ethiopia and just with all of that. And whereas for him, even though he had that connection, he would have rather merged himself into society normal. I hear you. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I'm yes. so thankful. Wow. Mm-hmm. But he said he is so um he's so proud of you and he has so much love for the children and uh just your family and your mate and it's everything he wished his family could have been. That's what he said. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and he also is giving a big acknowledgement because he said he recognized it took a lot, but he's thankful that you honored him on this Father's Day. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. just says, 
he wished he was more a little bit more expressive, you know, uh, and yeah. giving you what you wanted, you know, um, to be able to help you understand that even more, you know, about him, well, well, yeah, the family, the lineage, and it was a lot of things. And he's telling me about, you know, just he's saying it was difficult for him. Um, and just because of the person he was, you know, uh-huh. it, it was a little difficult. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just difficult yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. Aw, no worries. I'm so thankful. That's a little lovely. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So wow. let me ask you, because he's acknowledging your mother. Your mother is still with us, please. She is. Yes. Yes. And, you know, he says he, he sends his love to her, you know, <laughs> because well, that was, that's really that cool. was difficult. That was very difficult. You know, yeah, that relationship. That is, yes, I did hear of it briefly, not a lot of details, but it doesn't mm-hmm. didn't sound was. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's so great. I'm I'm so thankful. Wow. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. He um, says he doesn't miss any of your events. He's at them all. Ah, oh, he liked the ladies. He liked my models. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's really cool. No, he, he he he's still a ladies man, but yeah, he yeah. says <laughs> But he's there definitely to support you. Oh, that is so cool. Yay. <laughs> and really very, cool. very, very proud of the the grandchildren. You know, he said that's his he's 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 grabbing his chest. He said that was his that's his heart. You know, that's his Aww. heart. Uh, yeah, they're, we're the, they're the only grandchildren on the planet that I know of. <laughs> I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know because he was a ladies man, but, you know. Yeah. As I know, and the middle one looks just like him. This blue, it is. Mm-hmm. Oof, he looks just mm-hmm. like him. Yeah. Well, I told you his sister said something about his name, your dad, and the connection, and her, and just the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I still gotta figure that out. That's really cool. And he talks. My son, my middle son, talks about the woman all the time. He says it's me. He said, "Mommy, I dreamt of you last night." <laughs> That is so cool. That is so cool. Well, she does yeah. come visit him in his dreams, and uh, yeah, real, real interesting uh, family lineage there. Beautiful energy coming from Ethiopia, uh, and uh, definitely being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Before before you go, I have another question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really quickly. (laughs) So I had this dream. Mm -hmm. And I had this dream uh, about, I don't know, maybe a week, a a week and a half ago. And I was in Miami, and it was very sunny. I remember it was Florida. I could see the palm trees. I could feel the sunlight. And I walked through this mall. And um, I keep seeing, I kept seeing these sweet treats 
all over. I'm not really into sweets usually, but I kept seeing sweet treats, and I was like, oh, I should get one, but i got to hurry up. So then I went to go meet um, the brother that I'm with, and he was sitting at a table, and I sat down beside him, and we're sitting on the same side, and then across from us was three people. One's name, the woman who came through is a woman who I know in this room, and her name is Marie. That's all I got. Her name's Marie. She's from Haiti, and boom, that was her. And then beside her was a guy who was remodeling her kitchen. And he looked like he might have been Italian or something. He had black hair slicked back. And then the guy beside him, um, I've come to realize, was the brother that I'm with, his brother, mm-hmm. his actual brother in this room. And his brother had on a pendant of a sar and a pendant of an owl. And the owl's been with me, like, as recently as last May or so. It's been, like, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere I see owls. Um, so could you help me in, Could you help me mm-hmm. out with that? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Beautiful dream. So tell me the um, the first thing you seen was um, you said there were sweets everywhere. Yes, like on display in mm-hmm. a mall. I was walking mm-hmm. through a mall. And it was mm-hmm. brightly lit. It was white. Um, and it was these all, all these beautiful sweet treats, so, like appetizing on display. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, two things. One is to let you know that you can't keep passing up and not acknowledging the sweet things in life. Ah. The sweet things when it comes to family and friends and get togethers. Um, because I show that there's been times that you've had to pass on these things because you felt like there was other work you had to get to. And so you can't keep missing out on the sweetness of life. And it is about celebration, friends and family. And this is why you've seen uh, your partner who you were with, the brother you're with, his brother. You've seen a woman you know in this life. And you've seen someone else helping her remodel her kitchen. Well, the kitchen is the heart and center of a home. Think about when you have a gathering at your house, where does everybody naturally come? The kitchen. Because this is the heartbeat of the family, the soul of the family. So you can't forget to keep passing up the sweetness. Now, when it comes to the owls, the owls are really, really a powerful symbol of transformation. And so this is really letting you know um, that the owl is there. It really is the sign of wisdom right, of bringing forth. It's also about helping you to understand those things of the inner realm that's happening inside, about your inner truths. So we think about the Greek goddess of wisdom, Athena, and she has the owl that's on her shoulder. That is about her tapping into her inner wisdom, about being able to see those things that are happening within Remember, owls can also see in the dark, right? So the owls can often see what other people cannot see. So this is an opportunity for you to look around at the people around you, and you can't forget about them either. 
whether it be your children, your man, your friends, your family, you, you can't just leave them out either. You have to bring them into the sweetness of life. You still there? I think her call dropped, but we will finish. <laughs> so that's what it's about. And it's also about you really gaining a sense of keen insight that is going to help you as you go through this amazing transformation. Yeah, yeah, of some beautiful things, uh, beautiful, positive omens of beautiful things to come in your life. So there you go. I'm going to see if we can get one more call in. I don't know what happened with that, but we'll see if we can get one more call. Let's go to 3472. Uh, You're live on Planet Remix. 3472. We can't hear you. All right. So we can't hear 3472. Let's go to 4049. 4049. 4049. All right. Well, this is what we're going to do because it looks like, and I see tons of you guys still on the phone lines, but it doesn't, I don't think, I don't know. I'll try to see if we can get to one more person, but if not, we'll close out 5049. Hi, Miss Bloom. Hi. Greetings, who's on the line? Hi, this is Beta and Lori. Yes. Hey, Beta. Hey. What a a perfect last caller. We just got through talking about Marie Laveau tonight. So, and you're calling (laughs) for I've enjoyed all of it. And, uh, I enjoyed all of the field trips as a little girl um, going to the cemetery by her grave. That's a part of our education here. But of mm. course, they didn't delve into all of all of her stories, but it made uh, me very inquisitive about her. So I did a yeah. lot of study on myself. Yeah. Beautiful. Very interesting. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering, I had a conversation with... Uh, Brother Bilal, about a month ago, the night before I was going on my cruise, and we talked about my father, who is deceased now, which I had very small contact with, uh, as I said, just one conversation in my entire lifetime. And um, I was just wondering if um, he was showing up as an ancestor um, for me. We can talk. We can we can pull him through. Let's see if we can pull him through. Let's see if Daddy is going to um, come on up. Okay. All right. Hmm. All right. So let's talk about him for a moment. Mm-hmm. And um, so I show that your father did pass away. Um, and. He was ill, please? Yes. Yes, he was ill. Yes. Okay, because he's acknowledging that he knew he was sick. He knew he was sick uh, right, when, he, right. when he passed away. 
Um, And the other thing um, that he's immediately acknowledging and coming on kind of saying is that he's so sorry. So these are his words. He's so sorry. Um, Now, and... Okay, so he's saying he's so sorry, and he feels like a big part of what happened and how things happened, it kind of killed dreams for it killed your dreams. Uh-huh. Okay. You know? And okay. Uh, and you wasn't there when he passed, were you? Oh, not at all. Actually, I found out days uh-huh. later. Too many, too yes. many days to even attend yes. any service. Yes. yes. So he's apologizing for that too, um, but he said it was best that you wasn't there when he passed. Um, oh, I could, passed I could believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could believe and that. He's glad that you wasn't there when he passed because people were very emotional. Um. When right. he passed away, as they are with anybody, but his, it was a little different. And then there became this big tug of war over people yes. wanting to take ownership of who he was connected to, who his wife was, who his children were, who, where wow. he, you know, all kinds of stuff. He's telling me this. He said he was embarrassed by the way that they acted. Wow. He was embarrassed. Wow. And so, yeah, he said he is so glad that you were not there to witness that because it would have devastated you at that point as being able to to see people behave this way. Um, But he's 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 in a place where he's constantly saying how sorry he is and feels that this is a big part of why you struggle with relationships in your life because of him. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And the other thing he says is that he owes an apology to a lot of people. But he makes no apology for his life. Okay. And one of the apologies is also to your mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. that whole crazy situation of how right. that happened. But he says yes. one thing he knows for sure is that he loved your mother and he loved you very much. And then he preferenced it to say, no, Miss Blue, I love all my children. So I know there's more than you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there, there is. <laughs> there is. <Yeah. laughs> he, mm-hmm. he said so, you know. Um, a big thing that your father struggled with was the need to be needed. And he says that that was a lot of his downfall. It wasn't that he wanted to create these situations. It's just the need to be needed. Right, right, right. 
but he keeps saying he makes no apology for his life. But he, that's not the way he meant for things to turn out. I can believe that. Because my mom, my mom never had anything bad to say about it. Mm-hmm. It just he was said, the situation. Yes. It was just the he situation said, they were in. Yeah. He said he loved her dearly with, and still loves her very much. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. And he, it, he it, said, it all fits. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was saying it all fits. It all fits what she's, what she's told me. Yeah. yeah. So he says that this is why he wants so much for you to do things the right way and to take care of things in the right way and to have that conversation even with your mother. Okay. You know, and to put things in order. He said he didn't have his life in order for when he left. It was in order when he was living, but not when he left. Right. Yeah. I could tell it was was chaotic. Yes. He said he was embarrassed. That's his words. He was embarrassed by what happened. But he loves you very much. He's always been around you. He's around your child. Yes. And he's even telling me that don't be so hard. These are his words. So he's telling, he's kind of, you know, he's a brother. So we know what that means, right? He trying to, now he's trying to boss right. me around, right? We've only been talking <laughs> right. a minute. So now he's trying to boss me around. He's saying, say exactly what I say, Miss Blue. He said, <laughs> these are his exact words, don't be too hard on baby girl because she gets it okay. from me. Okay. Okay. Because she's the one who has me trying to find my siblings because she's the one who wants listen, to communicate. Uh-huh. I want to tell you this because he's still talking, so I just want to get it out. Okay. He okay. said that he struggled with drinking. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, don't be too hard on the things that baby girl was dealing with because these are some of the things that he has dealt with. Oh. Yeah. 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 But he said he's right there with you. He's right there with you. But he wanted you to know that what your daughter is dealing with, she got it honestly from him. That's where it's coming from. Wow. So you can go find your sibling, but it's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We gotta laugh. We gotta laugh, Veda. We yeah, gotta, we gotta laugh. We gotta laugh. But I mean, it's good. It, everything, because I thought she was just trying to. My mom. I thought she was just trying to paint the picture as if everything was 
was good because I couldn't understand yeah. why the communication wasn't there. Yeah. And um, she never had anything negative to say about him, but she told me the situation. She was like, you know, you know, he was married and he left yeah. his wife, not for me, prior to me. But when she yeah. found out about you and I, she made some threats that, you know, wasn't safe. So yeah. um, she, my mom decided to leave because of the threat. And um, he just never chased her. He just never followed her. He just never tried to find her because yeah. I guess he feared for her and me. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought, I said, well, maybe she's just telling me that to make me think that he really cared. Yeah. And yeah. He, he did that, you know. So, and um, the thing she said about him, you know, she she told me that, you know, that's how he was, you know. And, yeah. um, and I just thought she, like I said, I just thought she just was making the picture sound better. But I, I could tell because when my mom called me, because he used to send me messages through my aunt, my mom's sister. Mm-hmm. And because uh, my mom's sister was real close to his family, to other his other family members. So mm-hmm. she would tell me that she would show him pictures of me and show him pictures of me and my children and he would ask about what I'm doing, how's everything going, things like that. And yeah. I would think my aunt was just making up stories to make me think my dad was really acting about me. And no, um, he really did. He yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's why he came on saying he is so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. And he loves you so much. And I needed he, to hear that. Yeah, he never meant for things to go the way that they went. You know? Yeah. And, and when my mom called me, it's like I Googled it. It came mm-hmm. up, and I tried to call a funeral home. And when I called a funeral home, they transferred me all over the funeral home where he was, where that took care of the services. And finally, right. the guy came online, and I was like, Hi, I told him who I was. I told him I could fax him, you know, something proving who I am or what have right. you. And um, I just wanted, could he get a message to the family to give me a call? And the man was like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not asking you for their information. I'm giving you mine right. and just asking you to pass on the message. And he was like, no, I can't do that. So when you're telling me everything was so chaotic and yeah, he was embarrassed by how everything went. That explains yeah. why that guy's reaction was like, "No, I can't do that. I can't do yeah. that." Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um.